0: Jesse Smollett will soon be a free man. Uh, court has agreed that he is uh, 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 that he should be released. Why? Because he's appealing, and he would be in jail. Well, uh, he would get out of jail actually after the appeals process ended. So it all seems all just so silly, but uh, this is the reality we live in. We also have this BLM activist who's been indicted on eighteen different uh, felony charges for fraud, along with her husband. So we'll talk about that. Disney workers are going to be protesting the parental rights and education bill, which makes no sense. As it turns out, the majority of Americans actually support the content, uh, the core of, of this bill. Of course, we also have stuff happening in Ukraine, so we'll be talking about that as well. Unfortunately, tonight, Ian is sick and will not be joining joining us, but joining us to talk about this and much more is Terry Schilling. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Tim. Um, Terry Schilling, president of American Principles Project. We are the NRA, but for family, so... We don't do guns. We do families. Uh, we helped start the anti-transgender uh, sports fight. Uh, we, we started uh, spending a lot of money on campaign ads uh, attacking politicians who were wanting to put boys and girls sports. And what do you know? The American people are against that uh, yeah. in in a, in a big way. And so... We've, uh, been working in the states. We've passed, uh, anti, uh, I'm sorry, women's, pro-women's sports legislation in, uh, 11 states now. I was the most recent one. And now that fight's kind of evolving, um, into something even bigger. So it, it, we're really happy. Um, it's really necessary and, um, we're, we're really, really cool. Proud. We'll
0: talk about that stuff too, along with everything else. We got Seamus. Yeah. Very excited to be here. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be a great
2: conversation An NRA for families. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this idea that we would actually have, um, a lobby for the family, which is the building block of society. Unbelievable. that That's so novel to us. But thank you for the work you're doing. I'm interested in asking you some questions about it. My name is Seamus Coughlin. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We animate uh educational cartoons and political satire. Every Thursday we have a cartoon coming out tomorrow about how Basically, the industrial military complex is constantly trying to use World War II nostalgia to get us involved in new conflicts. I Mm. think it's uh, pretty funny, and you guys will like it. So go over there, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we'll have that up tomorrow.
3: And I am no excuse for Ian. We will miss his input, definitely, for sure. Um, We'll just carry on in his memory, and I'll try to come up with something wild and crazy in the meantime.
0: And don't forget... Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member if you'd like to support us directly. As a member, you are keeping all of our journalists gainfully employed, and they are all very happy that you're doing so. But you'll also get access to exclusive segments from this show. Around 11 or so PM tonight, we will, we will be publishing a members only podcast segment of this show. It's usually about a half an hour long, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of the uncensored show. We do swear a lot. It's the non family friendly show, so definitely check that out if you would like to support our work. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show right now if you can. If you take the URL, just post it wherever you can to really really help us out. Now let's jump into that first story. Breaking news: Court orders Jesse Smollett. Released from jail during his appeal after just six days in prison. Disgraced Empire actor, Jesse Smollett will be released after serving just six days. Judges sided with his lawyers who argued that he would be finished with his sentence before the appeals process was complete. He was sentenced to 150 days after being convicted of five felony counts of disorderly conduct for falsely reporting a racist and homophobic attack in 2019. Smollett could have served just 75 days with good behavior. He had been kept in psychiatric care in a restraint bed in the Cook County Jail. Yikes, man. So as many of (laughs) you are probably aware, he started yelling, I'm not suicidal over and over again, which made many of us believe that he was. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we did mention this briefly on the show. Uh, We mentioned it last time a little bit. My, My view, and I think this is what you're saying, we agree. He was actually suicidal. And by saying he wasn't, he was yeah. hoping that people would think it was a conspiracy cuz i got i got to be honest his his life's over it's been over. He's a joke. Well, that's what I said on air a
2: couple of days ago when we first talked about the story. Granted, it's just speculation. We have no idea what his motives are. But it sounded to me like it was at least possible that this is something a person who's planning on killing themselves would say if they were a complete egomaniac who wanted people to think that there was some kind of conspiracy behind it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, it, there's something sociopathic about this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have someone that's able to literally, like, cry on demand and go into great detail about... The entire hoax, um, and and I you know I think this is really tragic. This whole news story, right? Because it's it's setting an example. The whole point of punishing these people is to show society what happens when you do something like this. And so he gets out of jail now after six days. There's going to be a lot more hoaxes, and I think the, that that might actually be deliberate on the left's part, right? Like they they don't want these hoaxes to go away. There was a, a tweet from uh, I think it was Matt Walsh. And he had a a bunch
0: of tweets from like him and Andy Ngo, and he was basically saying that he he couldn't you know in in almost every circumstance these these hate crimes where someone spray paints something they turn out to be hoaxes, Mm -hmm. and then he shows this uh, story in four parts you know quote tweets from Andy Ngo him and some other person, and you know he says I can't recall a single moment it may have been Andy Ngo said this in recent memory of one of these turning out to be real. Someone responded with, "You should pay attention because this happened at Emory, and then posts a link, and then Andy Noah's is like, the guy who did that was a black, the guy who wrote the graffiti and, and the, the racial slurs was actually a black guy." Yep. So I got to be honest, yeah. The only the only instance I can think of that was was not a hoax was like some kids in New York used sidewalk chalk and made swastikas, and that was it. And it was like some little kids, so there was no real like direct attack on an in, on, a, on a on a store or a person. I'm like, no, I think that one was like actually. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but there was that story I remember that that was a former NFL player had a a, um, a pizza shop and like a chicken shop, and then they were they were doing really bad, so he just ransacked them and spray painted oh, racial slurs, and then you know,
1: it happens. And the thing about these little kids, I remember in high school. My friends would prank me by drawing swastikas on my notebook. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like it, it was like yeah and we had this whole thing of like Edgy. oh just just uh turn it into windows, right? So like right. little kids can't comprehend nazism really. Like it, they 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 don't understand the gravity of the holocaust and how terrible it was. And so like they prank each other with that. And that's it's usually either a really terrible prank from someone that's super immature or a total hoax where someone's trying to get more attention or get away with fraud. I think it's people just trying to get
0: a, get attention. There was how many churches have been vandalized? I mean, you've mm. probably seen these stories, right? Yeah, of course. They'll put racial slurs in the parking lot and then it was just like it was it was someone from yep. the church, like mm-hmm. staging a hoax. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, no, I mean, it's disgusting stuff. I'm sure a couple of years ago, you guys remember, there was this story at Mizzou, and within one of the bathroom stalls, someone had drawn a swastika using fecal matter. <laughs> <laughs> and we were told no. that this was... A neo-Nazi attack instead of, first of all, extremely um, unbalanced, mentally ill person to draw anything with fecal matter. But somebody who's actually a Nazi is not going to depict their, like, sacred, cherished symbol with human crap. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> but the conclusion, oh, my goodness, this is a, a hate crime. It was very bizarre. Instead of, like, wow, what a bizarre, disgusting thing to do, it was this is white supremacy. Yeah,
0: you know, it's hard sometimes waking up and being like, oh, that's the news again. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it, it keeps happening. Yeah, with these stories, and and it's it's remarkable that you know what really is just it's kind of depressing. Jesse Smollett's being released. Hmm. You know, we thought we got him. Hmm. We Remember? got him. He was yeah. he was arrested. He was caught. We knew it. He goes through trial. It, he is mocked and ridiculed. More evidence comes out. It seems like a clear cut slam dunk case. Finally convicted. Then we await sentencing, sentencing, and we're like, please, just for once, lock one of these people up. And they're like, okay. They let him out six
1: days later. Well, well what, what are you what are you taking out? What are you offering odds on that he gets another like a, another acting gig? Hmm. The, Hollywood's going to take him back. I, I mean, I yes. I, I, would take, so? I would take I would take one to one odds on that. Really? Definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. One to one odds? Yeah. Or I, one to one. I would take one to one odds that that he gets some type of new TV deal or or yes. music. He'll he'll come and repair his image. This is what they do. He'll have a whole apology tour. Right? He'll come out and say he was sorry. He realized what he did and how bad it was. And then he get, starts making millions again. It doesn't doesn't one to one mean that you'd put up money and win nothing if you were right? No, no, no. I mean a dollar for a dollar, right? So I uh <laughs> I, plus one hundred. So is uh, that what it is? That's two to one, though, isn't it? No, no, no. Two to one is I put up a dollar, and if I win, you pay me two bucks. Is that what it is? Yeah. You sure. Okay.
4: I don't. Yeah, that I think enough. you're right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe I haven't been in the
0: casino in long <laughs> enough. It's been actually a couple weeks. Yeah. So you think so? you think so? I th- I kind of thought his career was over. I mean, he's a laughing stock, and in- he. In a non-clown world, I think yeah, I think it's yeah, over. I'm but we
2: live not, in clown world. That's <laughs> true. Well, I mean, and also, um, so I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Brian Peck, but he was convicted, I believe, of raping a child, and he was brought back to work at Disney after Ooh. he served his sentence. So, um, oh, no, I'm sorry. So, yeah, ABC slash Disney hires convicted child molester Brian Peck to work on children's TV show uh, one year after he's released Gosh. from prison. So the idea that they're above hiring Jesse Smollett is...
0: Yeah, that's true. And they gave, you know... Um, was it Roman Polanski? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and who's the other guy? Man.
1: Who's the other guy? What's his face? The, the newer th- guy, right? uh Who was joking about pedophilia on Twitter? Oh, no, yeah. no, no, Marvel. no. The the other guy with the glasses.
0: Oh, I can't. Remember. What's his name? I don't. He's know. a famous famous guy.
3: Famous guy with glasses. I, don't know. I got uh, nothing. Sorry. Director, <laughs>
1: producer, whatever. Steven Spielberg. No, 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 no <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> That's a <what> <laughs> that. I, mean, I don't want to
0: I don't. I don't know enough about movies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know. But, yeah, like with Whoopi Goldberg, they brought her right back. And I'm still flabbergasted by the fact that Andrew Gillum is still a name in political circles after what happened with him. Absolutely insane. Is he really? He's still around. Yeah, he's rehabbing wow. his image. He's repairing his marriage after that. That's he, why
0: That's why sometimes – that's why I say, like, I wake up and I see the news and I'm just like, uh, how about we go and talk about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Donut Factory instead because yeah. it's, it's, it's just – I'm sick of – How do people believe this stuff at this point? How do, how do we, how do we sit back and allow these kind of things to happen? And, you know, it's just kind of mind numbing.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Ian mentioned this the other day that I'd said to him, the way I define elite is as a person who's never going to face any consequences Mm -hmm. for their actions. And we see that in the case of Jesse Smollett. He was sentenced, but then he's let go after serving six days. So honestly, I guess those are more harsh consequences than a lot of other people we would consider elite would ever end up facing. But we shouldn't be surprised that he's let go because what he did, was try to forward the narrative that they're constantly trying to promote in the media. Woody Allen. Racist oh, Woody movie. Allen. Yeah. Didn't he that's do something? With his yeah.
1: sister, with oh, daughter or oh, something. Yeah. There right. was that's something weird. really screwed up with him. Yeah. Yeah. People are mentioning
0: James Gunn, too. Yeah, but, ja- but, yeah, but James Gunn was, was trying to be an edge lord and failing. Mm-hmm. Ugh, he thought strange. he was posting, you know, obscene jokes about children would be funny, and people oh, were like, bro, that's gross stuff. Don't right. do that. So that's, it's, it's different if you, if you think you're being edgy. You know, and it's not, and it's bad. Like, I'll be like, bro, that was bad. Don't do it again. I think that's right. But, you know, like Roman and Woody and <laughs> Jesse and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like, yo, those people shouldn't be welcome back in this place. Yeah. That's cancel culture. Justice Smollett should be canceled.
2: Exactly. Well, this is is hilarious because every single time anyone on the right points out that a person has done something terrible, the left goes, (laughs) I thought you were against cancel culture (laughs) as if that's any kind of point against our argument that you shouldn't comb through someone's tweets from 12
0: years ago and then try to cancel them because they said men are men. (laughs) 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 That race car driver's dad who said the Edward in the 80s and so sponsors canceled him. So insane.
1: Some things should be canceled, right? Like, there's yeah. a reason why we have laws in prison and, like, some things should have a stigma to them. Yeah, but I think the problem is it always comes back to this one issue where it's
0: just, you know, institutions and even conservatives take these people seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why? Stop contracting with them. Stop working with them. Stop servicing them. Stop hiring them. Stop being hired by them. Just tell these unserious people to go away. Like if I, uh, I there, there was a, a comic book store, like a game shop, and I see the big BLM fist, I keep walking. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look up on Google and it's like we sell Magic the Gathering cards and comic books. I'm like, I'm gonna go check it out. And I show up and they see a big sign in the window and I just turn right back around, and get my car and leave. Yep. I'll order it online, dude. I'm not, I'm not going to give any service to these unserious, psychotic cultists. Just, just not, no. I'm sorry. These are the these people are the reason Justice Smollett gets away with this. Right. These are the people who cheered for every single hoax every time. They always fall for it, and it's it, or, it's not are even they, they're are
2: falling, they falling for, for, it? for it, right? No, no, no. It's part of the plan, no, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. They continue, continue. But I have a point I want to make about falling for it. Uh,
1: no, I just, I just think it's part of their plan. They want division. They want chaos. They, they don't. They want us withdrawing from society and not participating. Right and. And I think that it's really important not to fall Trap to that but also to figure out how to not Support them and give them legitimacy
2: mm-hmm. Yeah so it's interesting because I think you're right that They don't fall for it because to them it does not matter Whether something is true or false what matters is Whether it maps under their ideological worldview Because then in some subjective sense it's poetically True so it's okay for them to promote it And it forwards their goal which is overall Good and noble the people who Fall for it are the conservatives who don't Immediately say this sounds ridiculous And it's probably BS because We're afraid that there's some slight possibility that it's a true story and we don't want to be labeled racist the one time it may have actually happened.
0: I, you know what I think? I, I actually, I agree with you. I don't know if Jesse Smollett is going to get work, right? So so they're, they're, they're going to let him out of jail. Maybe his appeal just fails and he goes back to jail. They're saying it's only going to be 75 days. So, you know, two and a half months with good behavior. I don't know if he gets rehired to act, but I would actually be willing to bet. That he would get a reality TV show. Oh yeah, following the saga,
1: I mean it's people, people will watch it. Or not? That's why not a CNN gig, right? Mm. <laughs> MSNBC. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's how uns, un, fundamentally unserious those networks are. Yeah, I don't know about CNN. I,
0: I think yeah. it would be interesting to see them bring him on because he's friends with Don Lemon. But they, 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 you know, CNN as bad as they are. They don't want to, you know, punch holes purposefully in their ship as it sinks. Well, here's the thing. But but, but hold on, look, you know what? A and E or AMC or whatever. What's the channel that does the weird? A and E. A and E. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be like Justice Millette reality show, and it's gonna be him sitting down and be like, "I didn't do this. I got to call my lawyer," and they're gonna follow him around. People would watch that because they hate him. Mm-hmm. So so yep. that th- that's his opportunity, and he's gonna. I write just. A book. Yeah, i was gonna write a book be, if I, don't I know. did it. I, yeah, exactly. He's gonna do. If, if I, I did it, he's did. gonna have this
2: whole OJ tour. Uh, he's gonna like, he's like, he's gonna go find the real hoaxer. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think that. You guys are underestimating how good of an actor Jesse is. He's just gonna slip into Jesse-a. a new li- Jesse, I'm sorry. He's gonna slip into a new life somewhere, become a different person, and he's just gonna blend in wherever he is because he's you know, so it, talented that way. And then there's gonna be some beloved celebrity twenty years from now who everyone worships, and he's gonna go, "It was I all along, <laughs> Jesse, and I it, fooled you with my incredible acting skills." Isn't
0: it crazy though? I mean, look at when he went on. Uh, was it ABC? How he, was it ABC? did yeah, the interview. 60 Minutes or something. 60 Minutes. Yeah. He, he manufactures perfectly these tears. These so, yeah. This so, performance. So
2: well, that's what I'm saying. He is
0: one of the greatest actors. Of all time. Of all time, yeah. That was it. the whole thing. He's just, <laughs> he. Proved, I mean, this, the whole thing was a demo tape for him. He comes out and he's like, I want to admit that I staged the whole thing. And the court, the trial, that was the performance. That was the performance. I'll be in jail. I'll be out in two months. <laughs> Call my agent. Very avant-garde piece of <laughs> art. Do you, do you remember when Joaquin Phoenix did that thing? No. He like quit acting. And then started rapping, and everyone was like, "What is he doing? What's <laughs> happening?" And then it turned out that it was a big stunt. Yep. I <laughs> remember that. That's that's probably just Smollett's best bet. It was it was a big stunt. I was to just prove. joshing you guys. I yes. was joshing <laughs> around. All right, I wasn't that's, serious. He, he'd probably go to jail for a lot longer if he said that. Because <laughs> right, you imagine. I mean, the funny. I don't he, think so. No, no, I don't, I don't I, think he's don't ever going to so. see prison time. No, I think actually, if he admitted that he did it and it was a hoax and he did it for acting, he'd get less time. He'd get an he would, Oscar, would bro. Get, no, he would get less time in jail because he's only he's getting one hundred and fifty days, even though he's refusing to admit what he did was wrong. Yeah, he's still denying it. So they're you know they're giving him that penalty. The idea is there's something called the trial tax. You go to trial. You get a harsher penalty because the idea is the, the idea is really that you're wasting the court's time, so they punish you. Mm-hmm. But the idea is supposed to be that you haven't learned your lesson, so you need more time in jail. Well, and then to put it cynically, the other idea
2: is if we make people feel more afraid to go to trial, then we can just sentence people for crimes without actually yeah, having we'll plead to give out. them their day in court.
0: Yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll pick him back up. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, it's not something we would ever put past them.
0: Put, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it depressing, though?
2: Yeah. <sighs> I guess. Uh, I mean, if you ever had any hope in Hollywood, I suppose.
1: Or the legal system. Or I think the legal, the legal thing, system. The bigger I mean, that's thing. fair. That's fair. Oh, man. But it's also Chicago. I mean, I'm... Uh, yeah, that's fair. I'm from Illinois, so it's...
2: Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. As are we. It is yep. an oh, interesting place. Yeah, Illinois place. boys. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Wouldn't it be just, be just... It would just be so funny if it turns out that this really did happen and the cops staged all the evidence <laughs> to, like... You know, just make him look bad. <laughs> it's like the worst white supremacist hate crime that's ever taken Turns out that the history. two white dudes who attacked Jesse were actually like off duty cops. Goes all the way up to Trump. Even higher. Goes all the way up yeah. to Putin. And it actually is my mm. <laughs> country, and we just, we're making fun of this poor guy.
2: No one, no one tells you this, but Cook County, very red. Very, very red. Incredibly red. red. County, yeah. 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 Deep red. Cook yeah. County? Yeah. Cook it's County, just a city, right? Extremely red. No, it's a little bit outside of the city. Yeah, Some yeah. of the suburbs are Cook County. Well, all
0: Illinois red. itself is red. Yes. Just you go in Chicago. It's true. Well,
2: who is it that said there are no, uh, there are no red or no blue states, only blue cities. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that's true. right.
0: That's true. And there are red cities, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about Chicago is that it's not even blue. It's zombie. Mm-hmm. You, you have like Illinois growing up in Chicago, you have the zombie contingent and the Republican contingent mm-hmm. and Republicans, you know, they can vary from very ignorant to very knowledgeable. Mm hmm. But the, the the people in the cities who are voting Democrat are the zombie contingent, ninety nine percent, and that's that's what I grew up around. People who are just like vote blue, no matter who. And I'm like, who are you voting for? Don't no, don't care as long as not as as long as it's not a Republican. And I'm yep. like, yep. the city has been run by Democrats for eighty plus years, and it's worse than ever.
2: No, it's doing really well.
0: Just worse than ever. <laughs> it's going great. And okay. it's funny too <laughs> because we we used to have. Uh, do you guys know what Ilotes is? Uh-uh, it's okay. like uh, so on the, on the south side of Chicago. Oh, yeah. These guys pull up with carts full of corn. Oh! Yeah, they'll take the corn, (laughs) and they put mayonnaise, parmesan, and cayenne pepper on it, Mm. and you eat it. So good. Or I would always have them, they they cut the corn off into a cup and Mm. mix it with mayonnaise, parmesan, and cayenne, and Mm -hmm. and they had it to It's like a dollar. They got banned in our neighborhood.
1: Terrible.
0: But only, like, they couldn't cross Cicero on the south side because when you cross... So this is the fascinating thing about the Midway area. Mm -hmm. From, like, Harlem to Cicero, which is a few miles from 47th to like 63rd was a generally white polish immigrant and like whiter area when you crossed 47th to the north side it was all black uh, community all black housing when you crossed cicero it became all like latino so the city for some reason banned the elotes guys from coming into our neighborhood but they could still like they, they couldn't cross cicero mm-hmm. and that was the weirdest thing to us because we were like so the guys who sell corn who are hispanic can stay in the hispanic neighborhood. But we like the corn. Mm-hmm. We, we love we those guys.
1: They took it away from us. It's almost like they wanted the segregation in that sense. Yes. City. Mm-hmm. And here's the funny thing is like, there are certain things that like break down cultural divides, right? Like it's food, it's music, it's, uh, you know, movies, uh, literature, and, and I do think there's something to that. Like the, this whole like anti-cultural appropriation thing is really meant to keep us from participating in other cultures and being open to it and, and, and breaking down those barriers. Like, Cinco de Mayo is a great holiday because everyone likes tacos and it's not like denigrating to like the Mexican community to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Like it's a good thing to participate. Catholics are really good about this, yeah. right? Like yes, we, we are, take over are. and, and <laughs> baptize all these like pagan holidays and make them ours and it's, ours. it's beautiful. It's, it's, well, how, that's, that's colonization. And we're not that's giving right. them back ever.
2: Ever. You guys not even trees. trees that's what we're told. Not even Christians. Which I didn't know. I've had people what? tell me that. They're like, you know, when you worship Easter, you're worshiping a your fertility goddess like I didn't know that. Wow, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. I guess well, but I
0: guess you know better than me what I'm doing. Yeah, Easter, so surprising. thank you. You didn't realize that <laughs> you were didn't you, you didn't catch yourself when you were praying that you were actually saying <laughs> fertility know. goddess. I and, know, it's crazy. It's it's like you were saying those words.
2: Stuff. But yeah, no, it's uh it's true that there are a lot of things from other cultures that can be sanctified and people from different cultures are able to relate to each other. And part of the problem is because racial tensions are so high and we have really stoked the flames of genuine hatred along ethnic lines, people are afraid not only to participate in other people's cultures, but to even engage in humor that might be targeted towards other groups, even in a more playful way. And I find it interesting because I I think you see this happen sometimes every now and again, you'll meet that couple who make jokes about each other, but you can tell it's in like kind of a stabby sort of way. They're really Mm -hmm. being sort of uh crass and snide to each other, and it's very painful for everyone who's there. But then you have some couples who can kind of poke fun at each other, and it's really funny, and everyone enjoys it. I think what happens is, as a relationship between two people or a group of people breaks down, humor goes from something which can be cherished and which is very endearing and helps bring them together, and it turns into something really insulting. And the same exact joke can be really funny coming from a person who you have a good relationship with or really... Uh, offensive coming from someone who you don't and so you know, i think i think uh breaking down racial relations people ask why everything's so pc i think a huge part of it is we just don't
0: trust each other i was just thinking you know about the cultural appropriation stuff and the protests remember that video where the the, the girl at prom or whatever she wore the the um chinese dress
3: yeah what, yes. is, it? what, is, what is it
0: called a kimono no it's that's japanese yeah. it was called it was a chinese thing and um People in the chat will tell us what it was called, so I'm, I'm I'm forgetting. And then people in China were like, that's cool. Like, they actually really liked it. Yep. And I thought about – I was thinking about this. There's also the video where the guy's got dreads and the black girl, like, literally grabs him. Uh-huh. And she's like, you're stealing my culture. And he's like, yep. what are you talking about? And then I'm like, how come these people never protest Taco Bell? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why don't, why don't they show up to Panda Express?
2: Hmm. Well, also as if, like, no, there's real, like, one yeah. ethnic
0: group that just owns dreadlocks. Right, that's not true though. Multi- I mean, the Vikings yeah. had it. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. And and you know, I know a bunch of people in Scandinavian countries who have dreadlocks because of like they had dreadlocks. But it's like <laughs> people have hair, dude. Right. People can do what they want to their no, hair. You own that. hairstyles. No, that's our due. Can't no, do. No, but that to but, your but, hair. but we come copy on, like, intellectual property. Yo course. yo, Taco Bell bears no resemblance to actual Mexican no. food. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's Hard exactly shell right. tacos, <laughs> yeah. burritos, burritos don't aren't a Mexican thing, and 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 cheddar cheese. What's going on I, here? That nacho cheese is not Ugh. cheese. It's with <laughs> yeah. powdered cheese. Uh, Panda Express. Now, I'll tell you. Taco Bell is delicious. It's almost worth the bowel obstruction. Panda <laughs> Express is also delicious. But, man, they're just chunks of sugary fried chicken. and it's yeah. yes. But it's good. But I'm not going to pretend it's actually Chinese food. Well, you, you know, know uh, Thai food in this country is a sugary, fatty, Americanized version. The same thing with, like, all of these different foods. And you know what? People love it. Right. Yeah. So if these people want to go, oh, I'm, I, cultural appropriation is wrong. Stop ordering Pod Thai on Grubhub. I know you're doing it because it's like the number one food on <laughs> Grubhub or it's in the top five or yeah. whatever. Pizza, it's Italian. What gives you the right? Mm-hmm. No, no one's protesting these things.
2: You know what? You ever notice that no one ever starts. An Irish food chain, like an Irish food, <laughs> an Irish food chain. It's <laughs> so, we're so ordered, terrible, but it's that's not like a large national thing, you know. You don't have it in every. You don't have a bunch of them in every single it's city or state. We yeah. have but Scottish. We, we wish have. some people would appropriate that part of. Honestly, no. I'm glad that, that we, we have. You, you,
0: you, why don't you make O'Donnell's? No, McDonald's.
2: It's an Irish name, and you go in there, it's no, like this it's is Scottish. not Irish food. No, it's M C. It's when it's M A C. It's
0: Scottish. Uh, I was when I went to the U K. They told me it was Scottish. What did those Brits say to you? They're going to tell you more
2: colonizer lies about Ireland. Them, bro? Are you serious right <laughs> now? <laughs> Learn your history. Look it up. I think you're wrong. Uh, maybe. I hope not. Because if we lose McDonald's, we have nothing left. In the, in
0: the United States, I often have like a stupid dad joke where I tell people, and they're like, what do you want to get? And I'll be like, do you guys want to get Irish food? And they'll be like, oh, yeah. And I'll bet like, there's a good place to make um make McDonald's. That's and good. everyone laughs. I did that in the UK, and they all looked at me, and they were like, that's Scottish. Oh, and I was like, no, no, it's MC. And they were like, O oh, is Irish. MC is Scottish. And I was like, is
2: it? That's not true. No, MC is is Irish mcnamara is my mother's maiden name and they're all from Ireland. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 They were they were Those they were Yeah. Of course they did. All right,
0: well let's talk about the next lie. Oh boy. We had the story from the New York Post. Boston social justice activist and husband scammed at least $185,000 from donors, so saith the feds. They're being hit with I think it's 18 different uh uh uh, uh charges, federal charges. They say a high profile social justice activist in Boston and her husband used a non profit they founded uh to scam at least one hundred and eighty five thousand dollars from donors who included a Black Lives Matter chapter and the local DA's office Whoa. federal authorities alleged. Monica Cannon Grant and Clark Grant allegedly treated their violence in Boston organization as a personal piggy bank to pay for rent, shopping sprees, delivery meals, visits to a nail salon, summer vacation trip to Maryland. I heard that they were going to bubblegum shrimp. That was one of the things that was that was yeah, that was heavily like reported. Bucks. They're going to mention the following year, she was named best social justice advocate by Boston Magazine and one of the Boston Globe's Bostonians of the year. When will people stop falling for this stuff? Should we run through the list again? Should we run through the list? The Trayvon Martin story. Mm -hmm. What was initial report that a white guy saw a black kid and then attacked him and killed him, shot him? What really happened? Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman got into a fight. Mm -hmm. Maybe one was, maybe Zimmerman was in the wrong for confronting him. He was a neighborhood watch and Trayvon Martin was walking behind houses. Trayvon Martin had him in a ground pound position where he was on top of him and pummeling him. And then George Zimmerman shot him in the chest and killed him. Zimmerman's Hispanic. We also have Michael Brown. Hands up, don't shoot. That was a lie. That
1: was total lie. a total also, lie. Also,
2: remember with the Trayvon uh, case, NBC actually deceptively edited yep. the phone call in order to make it sound like Zimmerman was describing Trayvon Martin as being up to no good because he was quote-unquote black. They asked him, what does he look like? He says he looks like he's up to no good. Uh, he's wearing a black hoodie, something along those lines. And they cut it together to say, he looks like he's up to no good, Black.
1: Oh, well, wow. well, the I'm other thing black. is, the whole thing was a sham with, with Trayvon Martin. The The picture that you saw everywhere was him when he was like 11 or 12. Right. And he was much, much older and much, much bigger. They made it out like George Zimmerman like a beat up like a 12-year-old little punk kid. And he was much older than that. Jesse's Millette, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lie. Oh
0: gosh, yeah. Ahmed Arbery story. He was just jogging. That was a lie. Yeah. It's yeah. just every single well, day there's a new lie and these people, they're Rittenhouse. Yeah, the whole right.
2: thing, the, the the entire thing was that, oh, he crossed state lines and he shouldn't have that gun. As soon as I saw the story, it was very obvious to me and I think everyone who saw it, that this was a case of self-defense. But then they started mudding the waters by saying he had broken gun laws or crossed state lines and maybe he was looking for trouble. But not only could none of that be substantiated, I'm pretty sure they just made all of it up. Because yeah. it was so obvious that this kid was defending himself. And then what ends up happening is people go, well, because they've muddied the waters, now we have to wait for more answers before we can really be sure and take a side. And the story loses
0: momentum. At a certain point, I just, you know, I, I, every, every few months I say something where I'm just like, it's all the same thing every day. Huh. Mm-hmm. We, we wake up, we have a new story. Cause I've been, I've been, you know, talking about these stories and, and criticizing the hoaxes going on seven or so years now. Um, a little bit longer, but doing the actual YouTube stuff and the podcast stuff. And at a certain point, I'm kind of just like, what's the point of saying it if it doesn't change anything?
1: No, 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 no. I, I, think, I think that's the wrong yeah. mentality. I, I wouldn't lose hope. There are a lot of people. That you're seeing the complete decentralization of how people get their information. You ha- I was going through like a lot of your episodes before coming on. And it's absolutely beautiful. Four hundred fifty thousand people. I mean, for the last few episodes, watch your show. Yeah. that is beautiful.
0: And plus clips and and live viewership isn't counted in that number. So
1: exactly. And and the thing is what you're doing is exactly right. You are giving so many people the information that they need and you don't need to get a hundred percent of the people. You don't even need 50%. You need a solid 10 to 25% of Americans that are getting solid information because those are the people that are going to go talk to their family and friends and make sure that they know the information. There's like 10 to 25% of Americans are just helpless. They're zombies. zombies. Then like there's this 50% in the middle that are actually persuadable. And then there's like us, right? Like that are on the front lines, activist types I think you're actually doing the Lord's work here, and I wouldn't lose hope. I think there's a lot to happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe
0: that's it. Maybe you know what needs to happen is we're growing, we're we're building infrastructure, we're expanding, we're doing new shows, we're getting uh, a, a new headquarters, and then I guess what really happens is in ten or fifteen years these cable networks won't exist anymore. Exactly. You don't know it's crazy, and this is no dig. I'm a big fan of It's Always Sunny, but uh I heard that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a new season out. How many you guys are you guys have heard of it's always Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, right it's, it's now the longest running live action comedy series oh, wow. i guess so um, how many people how many viewers do you think this show got at, on their seventh seventh season on average how many people watched one episode what do you, at what would at you the get?
2: premiere, yeah, I'm not no, 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 sure. not
0: the premiere. Just like throughout the season, on average, how many people do you think watched an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I'm going to pretend I'm not googling it and then <laughs> <laughs> no, no, super, smart, like, just well, tell me what, tell you, what you think. Five hundred thousand. Duck, duck, go. So it was a, it was about. Um, I think the premiere episode of season seven was like two million. Wow. And then they would get like one point three to one point five million per episode. How many people do you think watch now? Fifty thousand. Three
3: hundred.
0: Two two hundred to three hundred thousand per episode. I'm not digging on them. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I think it's always funny. Is funny. I don't really watch it for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is, you know, we've we've launched a couple other shows. We have the vlog. We have Chicken City. We have Pop Culture Crisis. And I'm wondering if it, there's just cultural swings in terms of what people are interested in. And sitcoms have just you know there's there's too many options. Mm-hmm. So people are watching a bunch of different shows. And also. You know, back when this show was at its peak, we didn't have this plethora of content and we didn't have this plethora of streaming services. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is it's not so much that people don't like the show. It's that over time, people start using technology and they start absorbing information in different ways. So what I, what, the reason I bring this up is that I think it's entirely possible and likely that within 10 or 15 years, CNN just has nothing and they're gone. And then it doesn't matter that people believe them because there's nothing to believe anymore. Right. They don't exist. Right. However, 10 years after that, this show will be outdated with limited viewership, and people will be in the metaverse or who knows where. It's all going to be ShimCast, baby. All ShimCast. to right. you, you plug well, your brain right into the neural link, and then Shim speaks directly into your mind. <laughs> <That's right>. well, <laughs> I, I
2: think what's going to end up happening, too, unfortunately, and people are going to have to be vigilant about this, is – as you have mentioned, it's very easy to covertly fund people online. So I think there are going to be a lot of people who want to promote the establishment narrative who are going to be very well funded by people from within the establishment who traditionally would have just given their money to, to CNN or placed advertisements on their network.
0: You see it. You know, you see it on YouTube, the, the, the favorite channels. They're, they're trying to prop up CNN, you know, so much mm-hmm. to perpetuate all these lies. Uh, do you, are, are you guys familiar with Defiant L's? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it was to find else who had this it was um, so what they do is they show a tweet from someone and then they show a follow up which is like failure mm-hmm. yeah. and it was like uh, Brian Stelter talking about you know we can't just trust the cops on this Justice Smollett thing you know we gotta hear it out and the next one is like Justice Smollett sentenced to 100 days in jail for <laughs> a crime hoax and it's just like yeah you know you shouldn't be listening to people who are I'll, I'll tell you this I can give him credit for being a bit skeptical for mm-hmm. sure but it's like, at some point, you kind of just say, like, we know or we should err on the side of that was BS. Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, the skepticism only ever runs in one direction. Mm. Every single time we hear an accusation of racial hatred, we're told if we don't buy into it hook, line, and sinker, it's because we actually just hate black people and not that we want more evidence before we jump to a conclusion.
0: Yeah. But black when it runs matter. in the other
2: direction, when it's when it's a BLM activist or Jesse Smollett... Hoaxing or doing something illegal or corrupt, well, then we need to stop and
0: wait for the evidence and make sure that we oh. have all the facts straight before we comment. i i I can think of when of one time there was a mass campaign with uh, racist vandalism uh it was carried out by a bunch of young white men mm. it was when those white supremacists put up those flyers everywhere saying it's okay to be white that's right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. which horrifying. it is not it is not it's apparently. yeah apparently it apparently. is not disavow disavow apparently that's the message they're sending mm-hmm. it's the it was brilliant trolling you know mm-hmm. so you know exactly. for those unfamiliar i think most people know this they were it was a white sheet of paper and it just said it's okay to be white and people would put the sticker on a pole, and they'd be like, you're a white supremacist. And they're
1: like, that's crazy. Yeah. This is an interesting discussion I had with some of my friends. And I just want to ask you guys, do you identify as white? Me? No. I don't. I, I, but no, I'm, but, I, I but everybody Catholic, knows man. I'm, I'm – yeah I'm, yeah, I'm more Catholic, Catholic yeah. than anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But actually, I,
0: everybody knows the meme that I have second-generation mixed-race family, so mm. we don't have that. That's like – I I guess there are people that are, but the idea is, it's interesting, the left says, see, the reason you don't is because you live in a world full of white people, Mm -hmm. so you're default. Yeah. Why would you identify with what everyone else is? But this is the problem with that analysis.
2: Firstly, it's entirely uncritical. It's not actually looking at specific ethnic backgrounds. So Irish people and other ethnicities, Mm -hmm. which were generally more Catholic, as a matter of fact, such as the Irish, the Italians, the Polish, were not considered white even though we had white skin. Mm-hmm. So I see whiteness, quote-unquote, as an identity which has often been used to exclude Catholics. Well, that's it's not that, something that, I identify
0: with. That's partially what the left critical race theorists argue, mm-hmm. that whiteness is a political term and it always has been because yeah. there were white people who, who weren't white, and they actually argue now Eastern Europeans aren't white. Like yeah. Luke, well, Luke mm-hmm. Krakowski, blonde hair, blue eyes, <laughs> they say, is a person of color. Not white. Well, here's the issue. In the United States, we have a very unique
2: racial history as a result of slavery. Black people, unfortunately, lost a lot of their ethnic identity because they were brought over here forcibly and were not able to retain the information on what part of Africa they came from specifically. And I think that's become rejected onto people who we call white now, even though they would have considered themselves Irish, Polish, Italian, Dutch when they came over here. They're thrown into an analogous category of white, even though they're more or less identifying or had identified until much more recently with their ethnic identity rather than their racial right. identity
0: yeah this is exactly what but this is this is one of the arguments from the left that the reason why you know there's no issue with black pride or power is mm. because they don't have an ethnic identity they have a racial identity mm-hmm. because of what you just described yeah whereas for a white person you could say you're proud of being Irish or mm. Scottish or Ukrainian but not white yeah but there's this kind of mountain bally fallacy which they they engage in where they will,
2: they will try to say things like we're only against white privilege in a system that places you on a pedestal simply because of your skin color. We're not actually talking about your skin color specifically, but then how do they identify you? Well, by your skin color and they'll go after you and say you're bad because you're white. So even
0: though I don't identify as you white, you want to talk about white privilege, just Justice yeah. Huh. Yeah. 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 If whiteness is political, mm-hmm. then a, a, a millionaire celebrity who is propped up by the media and defended when he commits a hoax and then still has activists getting his back. Now that's that's some kind of privilege. Mm-hmm. And at what point, if whiteness is political, at what point would black people become politically white? It's mm. so like no, I mean,
2: it's a serious no. It's a good know. question. Well, I mean, they will call black conservative activists white supremacists. Right. right. I mean, literally, white just means bad, and black means good. That's how they use these terms.
1: Yeah, no, and then the, you have the other thing where like they're redefining all these terms. Like the ADL came out and set, defined oh, racism right as um, the support of systemic racism. Like they use the same words to define it, which is always a really bad sign. Yes, but basically the only way you can be anti-racist or against racism is to support Marxism. Let, yeah, right? yeah, like
2: one hundred percent.
1: That's well, so, part of so the plan.
0: The ADL okay. changed the definition of racism. To be about something like racial dominance or something like yeah. that and then had to change it again like a week later <laughs> and apologize because something happened in like a Jewish community and they were like, oh, maybe we should have thought about what we were what we were claiming mm-hmm. because people started saying you couldn't be racist against Jewish people or something like that. And then all of a sudden the ADL was like, we better – Revert they, our they definition. should talk to Whoopi Goldberg. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. gosh. Yeah, she 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 uh, she's she knows all. Um, well, apparently they used to arrest people like Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard yeah. for you know pushing propaganda which <laughs> he, is not true. She that, made you know.
1: That whole Whoopi Goldberg scandal got just memory hold. <laughs> uh-huh. Like it's like it never even happened.
0: Oh yeah. right. That that would That's what a it was, render, right? right? The ADL, yeah. that's what happened yeah. for anyone She came out. That right. was amazing. She said that wasn't racist, that was just white people, you know, with white people. And then the ADL realized, like, hmm, this, this, uh, this uh, whiteness definition of racism is really backfiring on, you know, like, the Jewish community. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe they shouldn't have tried playing the woke game, and then they realized they had to change it back. By the way, I, I can't—I I saw a hysterical tweet. Someone called them, the
2: ADL, the Anti-Definition League. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I I like that was that. fantastic. I thought that was fantastic.
0: Very clever. Yeah. Very clever. But
2: I'll also say, too, it's always funny when people will define racism as systemic racism specifically because, A, I mean, you lose the ability to analyze racism at the level of individual behavior rather than just looking at it systemically. But on top of that, you mentioned using definitions when or using the actual word you're defining within the definition. This is the first thing you are taught in any etymology class. If I just you want to if, define a word,
0: you cannot use that word right. in the definition. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show about the, uh, the black card revoked. We talked about that, right? Maybe. The black card revoked. We went to, uh, uh, I think we were in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Was it Altoona? Maybe not. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know. Anyway, we're at an Airbnb and they had uh, a bunch of board games. One of the they had a, car, a pack of cards and it was called Black Card Revoked. Huh. Yeah, we talked about this with Gothics. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And uh, Oh, that's right. That's right. It was a card game that was supposed to be, you know, if you if it was it was for black people to play and it was about black culture and it asked questions like what movie does every black person have in their collection? And I thought it was racist and I'm like, man, I but hey, far be it for me. And it was it was made and marketed by, you know, black people for black people, so mm-hmm. there you go, I guess. I don't know if it's racist or not if these things are held by, you know, to be true, by them. But one of the questions was, if "quote unquote" they give reparations, what should they give? And I was like, why is they in quotes?
3: They, they in quotes is
0: is a, is a reference to Jewish people, right? Because when you're referring to authorities of 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 any power, you just say they or them. Mm-hmm. When it's put in quotes, it's a specific reference to Jewish people. Hmm. And so I saw that and I was like, that's kind of weird. And and look. I don't. I. I think maybe the people who made this game are anti-Semites. And it's possible because they have ties to you know high, high-profile politicians. Mm-hmm. You know we're we're looking at that story. Maybe there's something there. I don't know. But we know that there's a lot of prominent Black Lives Matter activists that are deeply anti-Semitic. Yeah. We Mm -hmm. saw this with the Women's March. These individuals were forced to resign because they were pushing insane conspiracy theories about the Jewish people.
2: Yeah. Well, look, if you tell people that any time a group of people is successful, it's because they're stealing something from you. They're going to look at every successful group of people and say they're stealing something from us. I don't know why anyone thought that that would start and end with white people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I can't stand the uh, just like the the general anti-Semitic like. So, anti-Semitism in general is annoying to me because it's the same. It's the same CRT argument: yeah. a privileged group of people yeah. <laughs> dominate. I'm like, get out of here, dude! Like, any look, I know I, there are CEOs of big companies and in media who are not of a particular ethnic background. it's, it's it can be anybody who works hard and succeeds. It's weird that people are like, I notice there's a whole lot of one group of people in this industry that proves it, and I'm like, dude, that's a privilege argument. That's 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 a that's that's ridiculous argument. I'm not playing that game.
1: Well, and and if you know like I have friends who are orthodox Jews and the reason that they're that they have influence and they that they are successful is because they have such a strong community. Like they they're community taught, it's family, yep. it's their it's their friends like they are so tight-knit. Like, they help pay for each other's kids, like, tuition, at school. They, they, I wish that, like, Catholics had a community similar to that. Yeah. Cause it's so strong and it's, it's, it's admire, admirable, um, really. For I, I was
2: getting there, honestly, though. I'm seeing it That's in a lot right. of places with, with Catholics. I yeah. yeah.
1: The,
0: the, the annoying thing to me about the anti-Semitism, be it from BLM or from, like, white supremacist groups or whatever, it's like, right now in New York, we've had this ongoing problem. Where Hasidic Jews are being chased down and brutally beaten. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, where, where is the great power structure to intervene and tell the police to actually deal with this hate that's happening on the streets? And, and, but, but they don't. Why? Because the people who run New York also are, are deeply anti-Semitic. Right, right. So, I mean, it's like, for, you know, for the, it's not Bill de Blasio anymore, but that dude is a far leftist who probably held all of these same insane beliefs. And so this idea that one group has privilege over the others, yeah, sometimes some groups do, but I think the real issue is merit, Mm -hmm. merit, drive, and a little bit of luck sprinkled on top. Mm -hmm. Chance favors the prepared. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if you, if you are smart and you work really really hard, you'll become successful. But ultimately we've talked about this before when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, you know, why you see a high propensity of successful Jewish individuals. Could it be family? Mm -hmm. We know that family is a key indicator of
1: success, Mm -hmm. regardless of your religious background. As you were saying with the Catholics and... Well, it, no, but family is, is everything, right? Like, I, we, uh, Lydia and I were talking about this before the show. Family is why you get a job. Family is why you go to work. Family is why you love your country and why you go to war and you're willing to die in it so that your kids and your grandkids can have a good life. Like, family drives everything. And like, it's like the social science on this is so boring because it's so predictable, right? Like, kids raised in a loving household with parents that take them to church on Sunday are always the best performing group there. They commit less crime. They don't commit suicide. They don't get addicted to drugs. It's all very boring and it's all basic. And, and, you know, the Jewish community is like really figure that out. Are you familiar
0: with the, uh, blue zones? No, it's where the, uh, there's like seven areas of the planet where people haven't have a life expectancy that exceeds a hundred or where there's like the highest propensity towards having people live over 100. And so some researchers went to these areas to figure out what do they have in common that may contribute to people living to be over a hundred, and there's there's some interesting things like they eat only till they're about eighty five percent full, mm-hmm. they don't overeat. But one of the one of the most interesting things is they all they all have a job. So they talk to this one, he's a Japanese guy, and he's like a hundred and two, and he's chopping wood. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why are you doing this? Shouldn't you be relaxing and be retired? And he's like, well, if I don't do it, who will? Huh. Uh-huh. Someone's got to get the wood. And it was for his community and for his family. Community and family was another big part of it. They're very close knit and tight knit family, uh, families and communities. And the reason he had to chop the wood was because he needed to make sure everybody had this available. And if he didn't, no one else would. Yep. I was also reading that the highest, uh, um, like the biggest spike in when deaths occur is right after retirement.
4: Mm, Yeah. So
0: I think, I think people need to understand how, how important purpose is Mm -hmm. in, in, in a human's life. Without purpose, people become dejected, depressed, and violent like we see with so many young people these days. And with purpose, we see a lot of people living to be over 100 years old.
1: Yep, that's right. And and actually, there's a lot of uh, studies that have come out over the last few decades that show the benefits of not just like having children uh, like for your mental health like down the road, but um, like Super old people, when they're around their grandkids a lot, mm. their cognitive ability—like they don't—they—they they, they can like reverse parts of dementia and and erosion in the brain. It's it's really cool stuff, and it's it's. I think you're right. It's about duty. It's about responsibility. It's about purpose. Because when you lose that, like so many people, when they retire, what, my great grandmother lived to be ninety-five, and wow. she didn't really start to uh, fall apart until she got out of her daily routine. Mm, yeah. She used to go to the the library. She went to two uh, Goodwill stores, the thrift store and and, and, uh, and and the Goodwill. She went to all the grocery stores, clipped the coupons. As soon as she stopped doing that, she just kind of fell apart.
0: Think about it from an evolutionary perspective. You've got a finite amount of energy in a certain area and resources for a, a life form, be it human or otherwise. And so what happens if there is a, a group of people or a group of animals... And several of them stop producing for the rest of their herd. It's a strain on the herd. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens is the old, you know, it it stands to reason that life evolves duty and purpose. Because those who have a sense of duty and purpose to each other are more likely to survive, more likely to have kids, and thus those traits are carried on into the future with us. Thus, family and community are, are extremely important. The other interesting thing, too, is I think purpose... You have to have a reason to, to, to do things to be alive. Otherwise, we're we're we we're facing uh, the rat utopia experiment. In, in my opinion, are you, are you familiar? We've we've mentioned it several times. And recently, this is where they put a bunch of rats in a you know unlimited food, unlimited water, but finite space. What happens when you don't have when you don't have to fight for food? What happens when you don't when you don't have to do any work? You're lazy. It's it's not just that they they found what they found what they called behavioral sink. Behavior started to break down cannibalism emerged Hmm. some rats would just groom themselves incessantly and never do anything they would engage in strange behaviors and if they took one of the rats out of the utopia and put it with a regular population its ideas would persist and spread so without Hmm. purpose and without struggle humans become likely in my opinion will become broken you know and unhealthy yeah. Things fall apart. And I would say, I mean, even beyond
2: the sort of more materialistic Darwinian analysis, we can just say that human beings have deep spiritual needs. There's something about us that's very mysterious and difficult to understand, and when we're not contributing to something that we understand is greater than ourselves, we do start to fall apart.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, you need that drive, uh, we We've looked into this actually a lot on the economic side of things, and the funny thing is is like you would think that you know having kids and getting married would like you know put you further back in terms of how much money you're making it's actually not true, and there's this weird thing um a lot of experts think that uh, when you have children it 's actually a bigger motivator to get a better job start a you know mm-hmm. invest more in your business so you can provide better but it's it's overall like when you sh- when you have to struggle, you have to cut the fat right you yeah. have to become more efficient um, and it just keeps you on your toes like and, and family i think helps drive that community helps drive that
0: for a lot of people they're, they have no purpose and I think yeah. if you look at the millennial generation, I wonder what it could be well there 's two things: no religion, no mm-hmm. kids. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So then what do they live for? For people who a long time ago, well, I'm, I'm not saying this to say that um, people sh- uh, uh, should be religious, but certainly without religion, we can see people become listless. We used to have, you know, people had faith, they had community. Mm-hmm. So religion served several purposes. You would go to church and that meant you were with your community. You were communicating with each other. You were sort of synchronizing a lot of ways. It was a chance for the people who live next to each other to talk about what was affecting them. So that was important. Yep. We don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. People don't even talk to their
1: neighbors anymore. It's so really weird. It is. When I was growing up, like, I was always with my neighbors. Like, we, they weren't, we, and they all went to different churches, right? I mean, some of my friends went to the same church as me, but, like, we had a neighborhood gang. We we would literally ride our bikes around. We build yeah. forts like and you would we knew all the other neighbors even if they didn't have kids and they would talk to us and you know hang parties. out. Yeah. Block parties, barbecues. Yeah.
0: And that doesn't happen anymore. Especially in New York, man. You go to New York and you live on top of somebody you never met them. That's the weirdest thing to me. Yeah. Every apartment, apartment I've ever had, you know, I'm in New York City, I was living off of um, Myrtle and Nostrand. And there's uh there are people my age behind me, below me, and above me, and it's like why don't I know who they are? No, like, we I could know probably exactly play Xbox yeah. together yeah. and order pizza if I just talk to the talk to the guy. Never did. Yeah, just never happens.
2: Yeah, in a very strange way, the internet has actually alienated us from our own actual location. There's been something wonderful about the fact that it's given access or given us access to people who are nowhere near us, but mm. you stop forming social connections with the people who are right next to you. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about some more media lies and family and all that stuff. We got the story from Politico. Americans split over Florida's controversial bills on gender identity and race. So controversial. Let me just slow down here and correct the article before we even get into it. They're, of course, referring to the parental rights and education bill, which the Democrats call Don't Say Gay, which is a lie. It's weird. It is controversial. Fine, I guess. But it is not a bill on gender identity and race. Mm. That seems strange to me. Mm. The bulk of the bill in Florida, as we often clarify, is... Parents have a right to know what's happening. Yep. That and no sex ed for preschoolers to third grade. Five, six, seven, eight years old. That's it. Mm -hmm. Teachers are still allowed to talk to kids and say the word gay to their faces. A teacher can still go up to a child and say, you should be gay. That is not being banned in any way. Makes you wonder about what Republicans are actually doing.
2: Bill doesn't even nearly (laughs) go far enough.
0: So here we go. I love this. Politico says, the poll asked respondents about Florida's parental rights and education, dubbed the don't say gay bill by opponents. Now, here's the funny thing. In their actual poll, the question refers to it as don't say gay. Mm. And I'm like, that is not proper polling. Dishonest. But you're
1: still seeing the majority say they agree with it. I really don't like how they're framing it as Americans being sharply divided on this issue. I mean, there's a 16-point gap there. And you've got 30—this is an issue where 33% of Democrats support what DeSantis did. Yeah. yeah, that's not sharply divided. I'm sorry. Like, when you're over 50% and your opponents are at 35, imagine if, uh, Donald Trump had beaten Joe Biden by, you know, 51% to 35%. That's a landslide, right? Like, so it's, it's just, the whole thing is skewed. The questions are skewed. Um, but they had to at least admit it that they were, that they're not. One of the crazy things is that, uh, 69% of Americans
0: support the banning of Sputnik and RT, it appears. I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. You should just watch that stuff knowing it's probably bunk, but (laughs) see what they're telling people for sure. But I'm gonna try, I'm gonna see if I can find the, uh, the exact, exact question here because it's funny. The political poll question is not just a, here we go. Instead of saying, uh, do you support the parental rights and education bill out of Florida? They say this, as you may know, the Florida legislature has passed a bill labeled by opponents as the don't say gay bill, limiting the teaching of sexual orientation and gender identity to Florida school students. Some say that limiting these discussions will protect children from inappropriate classroom topics, while others say it will block important conversations about LGBTQ issues. To what extent do you support or oppose the following items in the bill? Banning the teaching of sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten through third grade. Strong support is 37%. Somewhat support is 13 And then somewhat opposes 11, strongly opposed 23. Weirdo. Clearly see the majority there is in favor of, uh, in in support of it. They then go on to ask the basic same, basically the same question and then say limiting lessons on orientation and identity after third grade to age appropriate discussions. And you still have the majority, 32% in support of 20%, somewhat supporting. So you still have the majority there being like, yeah, it should be age appropriate. My question is, what would the percentage have been? If they didn't frame this (laughs) in favor of lies from the Democrats on the left.
2: They tell you what the opponents of the bill call it, but not the actual
0: name and the question. How how much more bias can you get with it? And they push the lie from the Democrats instead of telling you what the bill actually does. Mm -hmm. They say opponents say it will block important conversations about LGBTQ issues. That's irrelevant. What if they said this? Let me read you the question reframed. (laughs) As you may know, the Florida legislature has passed a bill labeled by opponents as the don't say straight bill, limiting the teaching of orientation and identity to Florida school students. Some say that limiting these discussions will protect children from inappropriate classroom topics, while others say it will block important conversations about traditional marriage issues. To what extent do you support or oppose the following items in the bill? There's no difference in the bill. Mm-hmm. I could literally call it don't say straight mm-hmm. and say Republicans have just banned teaching children about traditional marriage. Yep. It's true. Literally yep. true. But see, Politico comes out and they poll people. Now, here's, here's here's why I bring this up. Even though they falsely framed the story based on lies, the majority still agree with it. <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's weird. You, there's like a super majority of Americans. And I know this is, this is pretty radical, like that, the vast majority of Americans – they don't want to sexualize kids. Like they want to let them be kids, you know? Like why do we have to make everything sexual? Not every Someone tweeted at me today. They said not everything has to be gay. Mm. And I think that that's right. Like yeah. great. You do you. Live your life fine. But not everything has to be about you. I remember back um
0: there was a there was a cartoon made by this uh, uh this guy, he was on Reddit. I can't remember his name. He deleted it. It was about atheism on Reddit. Reddit uh, when it first started, one of the default subreddits getting a ton of attention was r slash atheism mm-hmm. that meant if you were a random regular person who went to Reddit, you would see posts from people about being atheist. so he made this cartoon where he basically mocked the idea because Reddit propped up a community that was just ragging on people for what they believed, and it's like why you know why is that a thing? Why is that the default position why You know, Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot where where I was going with that. But ultimately what ends up happening is the dude deleted the cartoon and you can't find it anywhere anymore. I mean, maybe it's been archived somewhere, but it was actually I thought it was a great point because it's the cartoon ends by saying, like, why is this a default subreddit to just, you know, be on everyone's feed? Yeah. Like, why just just, you know, be mean to people all the time? Why just prop that up? I lost my train of thought with, with with my point, so you guys just
1: start talking. Well, the yeah. the, the big thing here is like th- this stuff really is happening across the country. Like we did this uh, video uh, last week, uh, showing like saying basically saying thank you to Governor DeSantis for protecting our kids from women like this in our kids' public schools, and it's this woman who started this uh, sexy summer camp, and yeah. she's talking about yeah. um, she's talking about how she's like I encourage. Every kid, kids of all ages, all ages to, you know, basically abuse themselves. And she starts talking about how her nephews who started abusing themselves when they were toddlers, like going into this. And it's like, guys, this is happening. Like there's a a coordinated effort to sexualize your kids and like break them. And so thank God, you know, I I remember my point now. Basically, I brought that up because what the
0: community was doing was it making it was making a whole bunch of people who didn't know a whole lot about religion just blindly be part of this hate mob against Christianity, but nothing else. And so when when you look at what's what's happening after the don't say gay or whatever, there's like a TikTok video where a guy is like wearing a shirt with pride flags on it. And it's like, why why do that? Mm -hmm. What do you think is happening? They don't look at the news. They don't read the bill. They have no idea. This is, so it's not just about the atheism community on, on Reddit or anything like that. It's about the fact that, There is some truth to out of sight. Well, out of sight, out of mind is literally true. If you can control what people see from the bulk of their social media, you are controlling what they will complain about. So Mm -hmm. what do we get on Twitter? People are talking about COVID. And then one day, like a switch was flicked, it's Ukraine. Yep, Because they want to make sure the only thing you see is this, these stories and this information. This is why the Democrats called it Don't Say Gay. Mm -hmm. They want to make the argument. And then even Ben Shapiro walks into that trap. Ben Shapiro tweeted to Ted Lieu, this bill stops you from indoctrinating kids with your weird gender ideology or whatever, something that effect. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It literally does not do that. The Democrats made up a lie. They claimed, here's the framing of the bill. Conservatives walked into it and said, well, actually, that framing of the bill is a good thing. And it's like, both of you are talking about something totally irrelevant to what's going on. But this is the, this is the game. Media will often frame things. I'll, I'll put it this way as well. I'll say this. Politico doing a poll where they give you a paragraph breaking down an issue is a total violation of polling ethics, in my opinion. They should say this. How do you feel about the parental rights and education bill out of Florida? Strongly support, somewhat. Mm -hmm. Support, somewhat oppose, somewhat oppose. Don't know or no opinion. And guess what would happen? Don't know would be 80%. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And hey, that would be funny, wouldn't it? Yep. Instead, the funny thing is, they still try and frame it in favor of the left's argument and the majority of people actually
1: still support yep, the bill. Yep, It's really, it's got to be depressing for them because they have, <laughs> no, I mean, think, think about all the levers of cultural influence that the left has here, right? Like, they've got the mainstream media, they've got Hollywood, they've got the music industry, corporate America, big tech, like, everything. Like, they control so many sources of information and they still can't win on something like this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think maybe their power is faltering. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Less and less people are interested in the lies. The lies have become more and more obvious. I think of it like they say that wealth lasts three generations. Mm-hmm. Someone yes. works really, really hard and builds a big business, becomes a billionaire. Right. Their son and or daughter inherits it and then takes the company over and maintains it. They have kids. No, no so what happens is, you know, the, the the child of the entrepreneur was still taught the values of hard work, but not, you know, was 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 not someone who founded a company and could maintain that. Then they have kids. Who are taught to a certain degree the value of hard work but certainly not how to start a company or mm-hmm. even to maintain it so by the third generation you see wealth start to fizzle out well I think of it uh, uh, similarly in terms to how the Democrats have institutional control and how the media is playing It mm-hmm. seems like you know a couple two generations ago media was strongly controlled by savvy marketers who were, who were like keen on manipulating then their kids inherit it and they're like keep the system up, keep it rolling you know CNN or whatever. Now we're on the third third generation who are just like I have no idea what's going on. And so they try doing the most outrageous and garbage propaganda that doesn't work and we're waking up to it. Yeah. Well it's interesting because one theme that has repeatedly
2: come up as we've discussed the quote unquote don't say gay bill is that if you're going to refer to it as an anti-grooming bill it does which would be great. It doesn't go nearly far enough. And the left hears that young children below a certain age are not going to be discussing sexuality in the classroom when it would be wildly inappropriate. And they go, oh my goodness, but what about gay people? How are we going to protect them? Instead of saying, look, this is a bill that is specifically set up to protect children from inappropriate discussions and also to ensure that parents are notified by certain things that the school district might otherwise try to keep from them, even though they have a right to know as parents. And all the left can think about is what about protecting the poor,
0: sweet gays? That's literally it and 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 that's why I think it's better to call it the don't say straight bill mm. and don't and say and, and, bill. and I am outraged. <laughs> these Republicans <laughs> are banning discussions on traditional marriage i yes.
1: mm. i i I
0: agree with the Democrats. we should come together and say we should be allowed to teach kids about traditional marriage
1: we should that mm. should actually be the standard right like i mean this is. This is the truth. This is what you should be uh, shooting for. Um, I
0: I still have no problem with being like, we're not going to talk to preschoolers or third graders about, you know...
2: About sexuality. Well, this is the bizarre thing, right? Imagine thinking you're going to get public opinion on your side trying to fight a bill that says you can't talk to children uh, below a certain age about sexuality with... But then... Gay people won't be able to tell children about their sexuality when they're in preschool. Like, what world do they live in that they think the average person is going to hear that and
0: go, oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Seamus, according to this poll, at least, we have around 34% of people who don't like that. So you've got a third. It's true. If we were to extrapolate the data, who are hearing this from Politico, probably for the first time, and saying, four-year-olds should be taught these things. You know, I thank goodness
2: that I don't know anyone who would be in support of that yeah. virtually. I mean, maybe I do know some people who are lefties who I made friends with when I was younger who if yeah, I asked but, them about this and reconnected might say they support it, but they're I zombies. Mean, yeah, exactly. Those Dude, are people I, I really want to have conversations with. That's disgusting. I
0: have a lot of friends from back during Occupy, mm-hmm. I have a lot of you know, that I talk to. And they don't know what's in the bill. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is dangerous. You know, how do you, how do you defeat, uh, we have a, we have political zombification in this country. We have a horde, tens of millions of
1: political zombies, and they are tearing away at our system. No, no, no. That's, that's right. But here's where, here's where Donald Trump was a huge benefit to the movement is that he showed us basically how to fight back and that you could actually call out the BS and the lies and end up winning these political battles. And now you're seeing that being transferred to DeSantis. And DeSantis is calling it out. That press conference he had was really beautiful. And I know, you know another example of this, and he's not the greatest example, but it is Greg Abbott with what he did with that executive order. Now, agree or disagree on, on what he should have done with that executive order. One? Uh, the one declaring gender modifications for minors to be child abuse, right? right. Yeah. So there are some disagreements on that. But guess what? He trolled the entire national news media into saying and letting Americans know that this is happening, yep. gender modifications for children are happening, and by the way, Republicans think it's child abuse—something that like 80% of Americans actually yep. agree on. We poll on this, um, and even like 60% of Democrats want to ban this stuff from America's. absolutely. Yeah, I um, mean,
0: I, I think the issue with the de- with with your average Democrat who votes Democrat is they don't know anything about what's going on. Exactly. Yep. So how you how, you know we've got this battle. I think one of the core elements of the culture war is people who are discerning, who watch the news and seek out true information and try and fact check. And you have people who don't. The people who don't are being, you know, hypnotized. I'm just imagining there's Brian Stelter and he's got his, you know, watch going left and right. Don't watch Fox News. Only (laughs) we can give you the true good information. And I think who was it? Jake Tapper who said, you can't read WikiLeaks emails. Only, only we can do that. Was that Tapper who did that? No, Cuomo.
1: Cuomo was. Uh, That was Cuomo who who did that? I'm pretty sure it was Cuomo. No, I think it was Tapper. Maybe. Either one of
0: them, whatever, Como's gone. But you have regular people who, uh, uh, until you sit down and talk with them, you know, like, I've, I've told this before, I have friends who say they'll talk to their parents, like, hey, watch Tim's show and hear what he has to say, and they're like, ah, I don't want to watch that conspiracy stuff, and they're like, he's reading <laughs> CNN.com. Like, he's reading Politico polls. They're just giving their thoughts on this, and like, a critical assessment. And then I actually end up sitting down with my friend and they ask questions. They're like, nah, Trump did this. And I'm like, oh, actually, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, I didn't hear that. I'll pull it up and show Mm them. Like I one of my favorite stories where I was talking about China stealing the DNA from people. That's terrifying. It was was an NPR story that China was getting access to people's DNA through COVID testing. (sighs) And there are people who didn't believe me. And they were like, that's conspiracy mumbo-jumbo. And I'm like, NPR right here. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't believe it, I got no problem. I don't trust NPR half the time either. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what is it? Do you
2: trust NPR or not? Well, but that's the kind of thing that NPR would be incentivized against reporting on, which makes me more likely to trust them about it because their general interest is in promoting information that makes all of the COVID testing and vaccines, et cetera, sound better rather than worse. So if they're willing to say that, it's probably because they have something.
1: Yeah. I also think that common sense should take a play right like there's there's this over expertization Mm. thing too as well like we have to like read these things and it doesn't matter if it's fox news npr cnn msnbc you if you have a little bit of common sense you can sniff out bs right Mm -hmm. like it does i don't care what degree you have or you know if you have a phd whatever
0: but we are battling against the bill burrs And the Ethan Kleins. You know, Bill Burr who went on Joe Rogan and said, Look, Joe, I just turn on the TV every two weeks Eh. and do what they tell me to do And it's just like if they told you to walk off a cliff, would you do it? Mm. Like you have a you have a limit, you have a red line, right? You get Ethan Klein who's like, You don't even gotta think about it, man. You just go to the C D C and you just tell you what to do and it's just like (laughs) yo, throughout history governments have oppressed people. How could you be a supporter of resistance if you're telling people to just blindly walk in lockstep with the government's mandates?
1: Mm-hmm. It, that's it, what we're battling against. There's like a complacency and a laziness. Like people don't want to deal with um, really bad things, right? Like we we end up like there's like a psychosis around that. Like when things are really bad, we don't want to pay attention. We just, it's a human thing. And that's why it always has, there's a cycle to it.
2: Well, I, I'm curious, what would the nra for families have to say about this and
1: try to do about these problems about all so basically we where we're coming at it is like start with the basics right like we 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 wanted to get politicians comfortable talking about the transgender issue like the left wants to put gender identity into civil rights law like that has major consequences yep. men and women's sports men and women's private spaces men and women's prisons like Men, at women's, uh, you know, uh, uh, homeless shelters. Like, there's a lot of really bad things here. And so we started with the sports because that was what politicians wanted to talk about. But in reality, Americans are broken sexually. Mm-hmm. Like, we have yes. disconnected sex from family. We've disconnected it from children. It's now just totally hedonistic. And you're a weirdo if you have six kids, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you know, I have. Have you seen the meme where it's like, it's like. You know, I think it's like nine
0: kids lined up and then the mom's pregnant. And then there's like a bunch of leftists saying like, this is disgusting and stuff (laughs) like that. Well, it's so but I mean, but that just shows their
2: misanthropic hand. They hate human life, ultimately. Yeah. They really do. They'll never acknowledge it. What they love is pleasure and engaging in pleasure, and they see other human beings' existence is very inconvenient to them because that requires that they set themselves aside and make choices that are for the what, benefit of others. What's
0: the article? It's like, the, in order for there to be a feminist utopia, the family must be destroyed yeah, or something like that. Yeah, no,
1: but, but yeah. that was and part of the Marxist yeah. movement. It's true, yeah. yep. Um,
0: yeah, well, because you need to, you know, people... Uh, this is interesting. Back during Occupy Wall Street, there were uh, two different gover- governance, governments, I don't know what you would want to call it. There was the General Assembly, which was everyone gathered around and then the facilitators effectively controlled what could be said by who and when and how money was spent. But then you had a group of people who tried creating what's called the General Union. And these guys explained it to me that the way the union would work is that every tent at Occupy was a family that knew each other's interests, desires, and needs. And so a representative from each family would discuss with the larger group instead of a group of random people all adhering to perhaps, you know, the authority who facilitate the meetings. I thought it was interesting that their approach from it was, we're a family. We have needs amongst each other. We'll convey those needs to other families and then ultimately see how that greatly, you know, but that was crushed. The general union was, was basically wiped out of the park. They were ostracized.
1: They were smeared and lied about. It's like they reinvented the wheel, right, like how society works, like it is organized by families. I think that we've gone – the reality is – and Sheamus, you were talking about this earlier, like we went decades without a like robust lobbying uh, special interest group in D.C. representing families. Like who makes politicians pay a price when they were voting to trans our kids? Or voting to yeah. allow pornography unrestricted, you know, no age verification online. Well, they, they
0: just, they, they say these things don't happen. And right. the, the problem is once and again. And it's good that they do. But so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, yeah the, in the long run, I think, you know, we're starting to see that the narrative start cracking. People start realizing what's going on with their kids. One of the, one of the things I think is really important, not in West Virginia, it's happening. People think they can move to West Virginia, which is the second most Trump supporting state in the country after, I think it was Wyoming. They think they're going to go there and find a red school that's going to be like middle of the road. Look, we're not here to teach your kids to be religious. We're just going to, you know, teach your kids, let, let them be kids, play baseball, and they'll learn math. And then it turns out that these woke activists are still running for school board in red areas on purpose. They have a mission. They have a cause. They found their purpose. So you you, you get these kids who are going to grade school in West Virginia, and they are surrounded by all of the cult wokeism. They have all of these books like whiteness contracts and stuff like that. And, X. Kendi. and then when you point it out, they call you a liar and say you're making up and the media protects them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So human beings
2: have a natural desire to procreate. And it's very strange how over the past 50, 60 years or so that has been branded as sort of a strange, uniquely religious impulse at bottom. It's in all of us and people who are not, procreating or reproducing sexually try to find other ways to spread what they are to other people and so these woke activists they're essentially the byproduct of a society that has stopped seeing sex as something which is beautiful and unitive and procreative and can literally create a human soul which will outlast the stars and the mountains and everything you've seen in this world and into something that's just there for me to get a little bit of pleasure out of and so what happens is people become fundamentally restructured towards selfishness in pursuing hedonistic pleasure and because they're not procreating in the traditional way they have to make your children like them
0: the because robots. that
2: urge doesn't disappear
0: maybe robot. i think worse they're animals well i think i think robot's a better word than zombie for for a lot of people because there's something special with um with existence and and life in general mm-hmm. and especially with human life there's something special there's unique the human experience the feelings that we have but if you reduce everything to their mechanical functions mm-hmm. which is often what you'll see from you know the modern left then there is no unique human experience it's just all a function it's all random mm-hmm. it's all chaos
4: mm-hmm.
0: when in reality i i'll put it this way there's a, there's a there's there's a view uh, among you know many atheists and, and and more of the left that you know emotions are just you know response to stimuli for, for 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 to help you know propagate the species and all that humans have these reactions and all that really is uh, you know that life is random there's nothing else out there. I find that fascinating because I prefer the Doctor Manhattan view of it. Have you read or watched uh, Watchmen? No. Oh no no no. What, tell me about it. Doctor Manhattan uh, uh, is he's this he's this doctor he's Doctor Osterman. And he is involved in an accident, which strips him of his intrinsic field. He then, uh, one day this body just reforms in the lab where he was working and he has access to manipulate time and space. And he perceives, you know, throughout, you know, multiple dimensions or whatever. And, uh, so he's, he's effectively a Superman. He's almost, the the humans refer to him as a godlike because he has telekinesis and he can teleport, but he says he is not God. He is not omniscient. He just can see his future and past. So anyway, he ends up getting sick of humanity. He leaves and goes to Mars. But uh, this young woman who he had been dating, you know, before is trying to beg him to come back. And he says, you know, I have seen things, you know, or he, he says a bunch of things, you know, like that effectively are life doesn't even matter. He says, look at Mars for, you know, tens of thousands of years. It has existed without life. And could you say it was not better off? What, what would human, you know, what good would Mars gain by having humans on it? And so... He, he can see the future, you know, in a certain sense. He tells the, the young woman who's with him that, you know, she'll leave crying. And he says, you keep telling me that I refuse to see, you know, your, your, you know, your way, but you refuse to see the world my way. Cause he wants her to perceive time and everything the way he does. Mm-hmm. So he, so she, she can understand the sort of futility. So in the, in, in, mm-hmm. in the story, he then, you know, puts his hand on her head. She can then see past and future but he can also see her past and future. And what he sees is that her mother was uh, attacked by this other guy who tried to rape her. And uh she got beaten up by him, but someone came and stopped it. She then later went and met with this guy and had sex with him and then got pregnant with this woman and, had, and gave birth to her. And that kind of shocks Dr. Manhattan, who is this very, you know, computeristic, like methodical, lacking emotion. And then he says he was wrong. And he realized that you know, He 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 thought he had never seen a miracle before, but then he realized that in her, all of these random moments and all of this energy and all of these things that should not have come together, come together in such astronomical odds that you could only describe humans as that miracle. Mm-hmm. So what he was basically saying is like, your mother, he's you know, like, out of all the billions of years, out of all of the different life forms that came and died... All, it, it comes down to your mother who loved a man she had every reason to hate and from it is just you. And all of those things forming this one moment could be described as a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so that's the human experience. I, I love that, that mm-hmm. way of thinking about it, that we are these unique entities that took billions of years to finally, you know, come to or however long you think that everything that was around us ultimately leads to this point. And it seems like the odds are, are astronomically, it's beyond comprehension. And that's something magnificent and, and unique and special. So the people who look at this and say it's random, it's, it's whatever, I'll be like, yo, winning the lottery is random, but boy, is it special when you do. Mm-hmm. Now, your life and your uniqueness is 100 billion times winning the lottery. And mm-hmm. that's something truly special and unique. Mm-hmm. That's a really awesome way to think about it. A unique human being created by you is yeah. more more like astronomically uh, uh, at odds than winning the lottery exactly yeah. and I want to mention this because I'd be remiss not to correct myself maybe
2: I being pedantic here but when I mentioned parents creating life or souls I mean you you are collaborating with God in that creative process
1: it's it's really interesting so um I've been around the block on this issue and like because I get asked a lot about like like gay adoption right like mm-hmm. and you know I think there's a lot like I'm I, I'm not weirded out by gays I'm not freaked out by them I but what I what I think is is like I I had this experience with uh someone that my family knows where th- they got married as a lesbian couple and they end up uh getting uh pregnant. They get a sperm donor, the one has it and when the baby's born, the other the spouse is like, "Well, that that's not my baby. Yeah. That 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 doesn't look like me. It wasn't my egg. I didn't I didn't birth it." And so they did another thing where like they had an egg from the other spouse that didn't have the baby implanted into the other mother and then they um they had it but they they would fight over which kid was cuter
4: jeez right and oh. stuff like
1: that and they you Yikes. know and it's like i can't do that with my wife i mean we'll do it like tongue in cheek right like <laughs> oh he's such a little asshole like you know, our, 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 <laughs> you know uh he looks like his father but like I can't, my kids, but my wife and I's kids, they're actually 50% both of us. Yeah. Right. And they're either like, they might look like her or look like me, but they're still made by us. And so there's like this intrinsic unity with the family. And when you have kids and you're married and, and you know, making new human life. I was reading something and it said, um, it was like a meme
0: on Reddit or whatever, but they were like, why do you want to have kids? And the person said, because if I don't, I would be the first life form. Mm-hmm through billions of <laughs> years of procreation not to have a child. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of scary if you think yeah. about it. Like, every single ancestor that you have had a child. Yep. yep. Every single one of them had a child. Yeah. And if you don't, that's the end of that chain, of that history, of that whatever you want to call it, something something massive and profound and bigger than you ends if you do not have a child. Yep.
2: Yeah, well, and and I think there are some people who are not called to have children, and that's fine. It's okay for that lineage to end with you. But if you are called to have children, that, that is a very beautiful thing. That is a very beautiful thing to do. And and um, as I'm sort of mentioning earlier, you know, you're collaborating with God in this creative process. And of course he creates the soul, but to be a parent and to have a child that you are bringing into the world through his, his graces and the ability he's given you to do so is such a beautiful and profound thing. And yet as a culture, we don't just have an
0: indifference towards it. We're actually disgusted by it. And you know, too, you know, I was just mentioning how it's like, you know, having a child is like infinitely like. At more at odds than winning the lottery. Like the, mm-hmm. the uniqueness and the rarity of that is something truly special. I mean, and and if you're really concerned about money and you'd rather buy the lottery ticket, just think about this. Have the kid. Bring him to Hollywood, hmm. you know, and then boom, 18, not even, maybe, not even 18 years. Maybe you get a child star, then you're rich. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Yeah. You know, just put him to work in LA and. Not with what him. they do in Hollywood. Yeah, no. <laughs> keep your kid as far <laughs> away <a> as <laughs> possible from those people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: okay. something. T- uh, something tells me I can tell you where the Hollywood people will stand on this bill. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're yeah, they're gonna be like, "Tim's right,
0: bring your kids." Yeah, yeah. like, no, yeah, exactly. no, I was kidding. Do not ever bring your child here. No. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, this is the, the 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 world we're in now. Is that you? We we have two distinct visions of reality, and it's and it's very strange. And this is why I often talk about transhumanism. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you you read a lot into oh, yeah. it, but clearly, those of us who are not. Talking about living in a digital world or having uh, a, a, an internal identity or anything like that outside of you know ourselves, we live in base reality, I suppose.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then this other faction of people, they live in a digital or or you know a, a just a different version of reality. I wonder if the internet is helping uh, create this sense of separate identity from your body. Because people now have a way to go on online, especially now with VR, and create avatars, mm-hmm. create you know facsimiles or representations of themselves. And so, whereas for the most of human civilization, you were your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we have people who exist in a different space where they engage in commerce and communications. But they create a different version of themselves for these spaces. Even different voices, if they end up speaking. Voice changers or otherwise cartoon versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. What happens then when those people enter the metaverse? They will create whatever version of themselves they want. But for those of us that just maintain base reality, live here Mm -hmm. and carry on we're gonna have families we're gonna have kids and we're just gonna be like i'm just some dude here in
2: blue jeans i mean we already see it very much so that people don't want to live in base reality and what they're trying to do is take their own mental reality their subjective experience of what the world is and what their place should be in it rather than what their place actually is what they think it should be and then they're trying to transform their bodies in
0: accordance with that that's the entirety of the transgender movement truth be told I would love virtual... Virtual reality Skyrim is so Mm -hmm. much fun. Mm -hmm. You know, when the new Elder Scrolls come out, I'm going to put that VR on, and I'm going to be firing the bow and arrow at some dragons. (laughs) But the interesting thing to me is that, you know, when I play these games, it's just like first person, it's your hands, and they're moving around. I'm still me. I still view myself as me. There's, there's, you know, for me, I don't go into these video games and think I want to be someone else. I just think I yeah. want to throw a fireball at a dragon, yep. but there are some people who go into these spaces specifically to escape and to yeah. be something else. Be someone else. Yep. They go in chat rooms and lie about who they are. They go into video games and create avatars specifically to be a different person. I wonder if one of the issues we just have is at, at the root, people aren't taught to love themselves yep. or, or, or really how to well, love anything
1: yeah right like and and that's been the there's been this huge rise in uh v r porn i did this debate series with um brandy love uh you know yeah. she's an active porn star oh, right. and she's like actually pretty honest she's a good, I think she ultimately for a porn star she's pretty great um and and a moral person i think but the thing is is like she even she was freaked out by v r porn because she was like, I, I just think it's a little bit too weird. Yeah. I think that you know, with when it comes to sex, it's really important to have another person and to share that with someone else. And it, it, virtual reality really is like people trying to escape reality, yeah. and it's terrible.
0: I think that's where we're going for sure, and that's what and, and, in and look, yeah.
1: there is a, a one of the quotes I love to say
0: on the show. You know, every so often is Google it. You know, tell me who said this because I was reading a long time ago. They said that if humans ever meet aliens. We will shake hands not because we overcame nuclear weapons, but because we overcame the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And the point of the, the article was that humans are continually chasing after self-satisfying uh, um, actions. Like, you know, what do we do? We, we, we create a massive industry for porn. We, we create food, sugars, and fats, and desserts. These are the things that just trigger other reward centers in our brain and all that stuff. And so where will people end up? what the uh, i think at this point the article is probably outdated but i would i would say at this point we're seeing with the metaverse and everything most people are going to they will beg for neuralink they will mm-hmm. just be like i don't care who's in charge i don't care if you can erase my brain i want to be a magic elf fighting a dragon more than anything just get me out of this and they'll mm-hmm.
1: take it and That's they'll it. be dead that's the, that's the, re- there's this weird belief, and in, 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 transgenderism is the precursor to transhumanism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's- the, I, I disagree on that one. You, no, uh, I think, I think, you know, the, the issue is we're
0: seeing a whole bunch of, uh, um, identity, uh, issues across the board. You, you've got transracial. You've got, mm-hmm. you've got other kin. You, you've got people- Gnosticism's the root. But, but I, but I, I think, I, I, I think ultimately it's just, there's a bunch of different, Trans identity issues that have been affecting us for a long time. Even someone who wants to change their name, they're not happy with who they are, they're not satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. It starts very, very small seeds. I think, uh, for a lot of people, they feel like they're in the wrong body, mm-hmm. but it could be for a variety of different ways, you know, like Rachel
1: Dolezal. Well, the, She's the wrong race. I, I think it's, I think it's related to Gnosticism though, that this separation of the soul from the body, right? Like, Christianity has a totally different understanding, which is that, your soul and your body are intricately related. And mm-hmm. once those two are separated, that's called death. Yeah. And so I think, you know, if I'm an atheist and I hear about Neuralink and I hear about uh, transgenderism or whatever, you're born in the wrong body. It actually kind of makes sense. Like if there is no God and your consciousness can like be replicated and put onto a hard drive, like why not? Like you can, you can technically have a copy of you living forever. Have you, are you familiar with Otherkin? Uh, isn't that like when you think you're an
0: animal or something? They think they're mystical animals. Yes. So they're, yes, they're you upsetting. know, it's, a, it's not necessarily mystical animals for a lot of these people. They say they're like, you know, owls, you know, or whatever, or wolves, or they'll say they're like part owl, part cat or things like that. But for some people, they think they're dragons. They think they're, uh, you know, wyverns or however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they think yeah. they're mystical creatures that don't even exist. And so that's why I think identity issues are, are well beyond just uh, transgender. I think we've been seeing this on the internet for a long time. People have maybe, maybe narcissism or however you, what you want to explain it separated their internal self from their physical self. Mm-hmm. That to me, I think is maybe there's, there's, there's something within people that, uh, you know, they can, they can fathom the concept at some point, mm-hmm. but you need some kind of catalyst to make it more pronounced. And I think the internet is that catalyst, an opportunity for people to enter a space Where they can exist as something different, at least in facsimile. Well, where, so, you know, right now, you can go, you can put on the Oculus, and I did this uh, a while ago. Man, I'll tell you, during lockdown when it first started Mm and we were in Jersey, I went on my deck, I put on the Oculus, and I was on Google Maps, and I was walking around all these different places. Here's the crazy thing, before we even moved here, I went to Harper's Fair and I like walked around to see what it was like, Uh and go into the sea and everything like that. But then there was also these chat rooms. And they're really interesting where you can walk around and you can create a digital character for yourself. And I make the joke that people walk around like carrots because there were some people that had, like, strange, like, rutabaga bodies. Like, they wanted to be a a rutabaga, man. And that's and for me, I'm kind of just like, whenever I play these games, I have, like, a default avatar because I don't care about what this thing is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm me. And to me, I'm just playing a video game. But to some people, they go in and they're like, this is my chance to create something that I would rather be. Mm -hmm. I suppose the real issue might be people just don't like their lives and they think the grass is always greener. One of the things that really bothers me is when I hear from people, they say, if only I had money, then I'd be able to do thing. Yeah, And I always tell these people like, that's not true at all. Ask anybody who runs a business, having money does not guarantee you the ability to do anything. Some people are like, I wish I could start a successful YouTube channel, but I just don't have the money. And I'm like, dude, I had a phone. All I had was a cell phone when I started it. And then when I started doing commentary, it was just a GoPro. And they're like, well, I don't even have a GoPro, but you have a phone, dude. I know you have a Mm -hmm. phone. Not everybody does. Fair point. So spend, you, you can get cheap phones with cameras on it and you can start somewhere. You can get a webcam for 15 bucks. I understand there's a base level. You need a computer or something. A phone can do all of it really. But people would always say to me. With all of these resources at their fingertips, if only I had money. People seem to think, if only I was X, Mm -hmm. then I would, I would be finally be happy. And I'm just like, if you're not happy with yourself, you know, you're not going to find it chasing after some mythical dragon beast or, you know, (laughs) truth be told, video games are fun. Mm -hmm. If I, you know, when I, I play the, you know, when I, when I, when I use the Oculus, I haven't, don't really, it's fun. You know, and it's going to be really fun when they create. You know, when they have better VR with haptic feedback. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd ever want to get Neuralink, but it is tempting to be able to play video games where you can actually like experience flight and stuff like that. But maybe the issue is there's too many people who are more weak-willed and would rather live in the fake reality where they can feel good all the time, and they would wither away and die if they did.
1: Yeah, I just I have a real aversion to it all. I I, I really think that like. Anytime you start to mess with your brain, where like the, the idea that someone could upload thoughts to your brain or download mm. your thoughts, like mm. that's kind of freaky to me. And that's at the core of neuralink. And if you look, I have a Tesla. I love it. It's, it's a great car. It goes zero to 60 in three seconds. I don't care about the environment. If it didn't go through zero to 60 in three seconds, I wouldn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you look at this ecosystem that Elon Musk is setting up, right? With Neuralink, SpaceX, Starlink, and Tesla, like, it's a and the cell phone uh, is that is that part of Starlink? A cell phone? It's coming. He's it? coming out the satellite phone that's hooked oh. up to Starlink. Cool. So he ha- he'll have a whole ecosystem, and we don't even know. Does he have a payment processing system? I mean, I know he helped found uh, PayPal, but that is pretty intense. Like you yeah. put one guy, and then I don't know. And then what's the other question? Like if he gets to Mars, is that his now?
0: I think it'd well, be, cool. it. yeah, be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. You're know. going to defend it, I guess.
0: Let's go to super chats. Mm. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Smash that like button now. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Head over to timcast.com and become a member. We're going to have a members only segment coming up for you around 11 or so p.m. It will be published. Let's read what you guys have to say. Sean Hirschbuck says Hey, guys, remember when Alec Baldwin killed a woman? Oh, yep. I do remember sure when he killed do. a woman. Yeah. You guys remember when Alec Baldwin oh, killed? Yeah, a woman? Yeah. That was What's pretty going recent on with that. Right? I, don't I, don't know. Know.
2: I mean, where is that court case I don't, don't know, is man. He, yeah, why isn't he been arrested yeah, right?
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Green Blue says Ian is probably sick from that raw aloe drink. Is that Yeah, he was drinking some like aloe vera thing the other yeah, day. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He said it was really bitter. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Mike Raider says theory Joe Biden is not releasing the MiGs to Ukraine because if he does, Putin releases blackmail dirt on Hunter and the big guy receiving payment from the First Lady of Moscow. What's the likelihood? Man, I remember that narrative when they were like, what does Putin have on Trump? And now we're, <laughs> we're really coming into oh the what boy. does Putin have on Biden?
1: Hey, isn't it all out
0: there? <laughs> there? A lot of it's out there. I mean, truth be told, this is more plausible. Yeah. What does Putin
1: have on Biden? That is definitely true. Yeah. All those financial dealings, like we only have scratched the surface on that. No, yep. but
2: he's this is just just a good guy. What are you guys
0: talking about?
1: Do, 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 do. Hunter Same. Biden. <laughs> man, come on, man! What a what a, what a Harry legs. God, hairy legs. got hairy legs.
4: <laughs>
0: Murph tries says Tim just wanted to let people know that there is a red flag law proposed for Kentucky SB two seven eight, and that two a loving Kentuckians should contact their state reps to let their voice be heard. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Vosh says, "Are you kidding, Tim? Half of Hollywood still thinks he's innocent." In reference to Jesse Smollett getting work in Hollywood, that's a fair point. Yeah, they're yep. gonna they're gonna put him on a reality show, and it's gonna make money. I mean, we we joked that we should do a short film called the, the Jesse Smollett story, mm. where we reenact cinematically like what happened, and hire Jesse to do it. And it's funny because we say we say, we joke because we know having Jesse in it would it, may, it would make money, you get clicks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like they've got to be thinking the same thing. Yep. You, you don't know. gotta like the guy, but you want to watch him, and you want to make money. Yeah, correct. Yep. Would you watch the Jesse Smollett story, Shameless? I already know it, but would you, you, know. you watch it? I would. I, I would. I I, I liked it. So if Lifetime. made I like to move. believe I wouldn't, but if it came Probably. down <laughs> to it, there's Dude. a chance I might. <laughs> so the Batman comes out. Oh boy! With Robert Pattinson, and I'm like, I don't care to see it really. We love. And it. then we ended up going to see it. And I didn't like it, but I'll tell you this: if like Lifetime announced. The Jussie Smollett story. I would be sitting there with popcorn. I'd have chips and soda. Everybody would be gathered around. And we'd be ready to go the moment. We're like, it's, it's starting. Everyone, shh,
4: shh, mm-hmm.
0: You know, every,
1: everybody would want to see it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What would a Jussie Smollett lifetime movie look like? It would be like... He comes the, back the, to town. He falls in love. No, 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 no. It would be the story <laughs> of how he got real attacked. Story. <laughs> no, but Lifetime's the woman's network. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's made yeah. for TV movies. No, but it'd be funny to have like a women's movie oh about Jesse <laughs> Smollett yeah. coming back. You know? <laughs> yes. Oh my if, gosh. It, it would be like Learns the, love the love week yeah. leading yeah. up to the attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it would be like the cops would all
0: be like, "We're gonna frame him." <laughs> yeah. It's the dramatic. And they're like planting evidence. He's like, "I'm being set up." Don't you see it? <laughs> I got
2: I gotta. I'm gonna warn the. Uh, this isn't like a major spoiler. Uh, I'll warn the audience though. Uh, if you want to know our opinion on the the Batman film, um, I mean, I'm only speaking for myself here, but it's uh, the arc is that Batman learns to use his platform responsibly. That was the oh, story. Is that like it? the most social I don't think justicey? So. I thought so because at the end, when he's talking again, spoilers. At the end, when he's talking to the villains, they go, "I am vengeance," which is what he said. And he's been so irresponsible with his platform and uh-huh. what he's been doing in public, and he has to channel his celebrity that's, in a that's productive
0: it. way. It's when uh, and and again, spoilers for those who haven't spoilers. seen it. Spoilers. So I'm going to wait not, a few yeah. seconds after I say spoilers, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to say it. So earmuffs. It's when uh, Catwoman says to Batman because she doesn't know he's Bruce Wayne that Bruce Wayne is just another like white privilege. <laughs> that's know, a whatever. big part. Of
2: it. Oh, well, my that's my gosh. that's exact that works into my point though. Like he has to question, he has to use his platform responsibly. He's just a rich white male, and he's never thought about how you know you know why I'm annoyed.
0: Affects people. Like I, I wouldn't say that the Batman is like insanely woke, mm-hmm. but it is. Because white privilege is a psychotic manipulation and lie. It's true. So as soon as they they entertain it as a concept in a film, as if it's a true thing that exists, you're dealing with cultish propaganda. Let me explain to everybody. Majority privilege exists. Mm, Attractiveness privilege exists. Age youth privilege exists. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of biases that that people have. (laughs) And the reason why... You know, I say white privilege is a lie is that white privilege only exists in a, in a country with a majority white population mm-hmm. and try going to other countries and they'll just be like, they have a word for you. They have a special word for you in many countries referencing you as a, you know, foreign white person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White privilege extends only as far as the cash in your pockets and the cash of these countries. So it's, you know, you, you, how about we just remove race from it? It's wealth privilege, mm-hmm. which is basically everything. Yep. Alright, let's see what we got here. Heavy Duty says, anybody gonna talk about how us lower class citizens are being cheated out of our tax returns by the IRS, finding mistakes on our returns? Mm. Yep. That's how it goes, man. The, the, uh, everybody knows, man. The poor stay poor, the rich get rich. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Alright, Jacob Siebert says, Hey Tim and cast, I would suggest getting Nigerian dwarf goats, because they're a lot easier to handle. I would also suggest a herd dog like a blue healer and some other large breed to scare coyotes, my personal experience. Um Luke uh Rosiek was on the show the other day and uh, we were talking about goats. He said, full size goats, what do you get? Like a gallon of milk per day? Yeah. And he's like, oh If, you, if you want to drink milk, then get it. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to drink that much milk, man. And yeah, he said, I'll help you out, bro. Yeah. Get big well trunk. he was saying the dwarf goats have like 6% milk fat which is great for cheese but that might make you fat and I'm like considering how many people we have I think making cheese is like the right way to go. Yeah, bro. I don't know how to make cheese. Bro. Also,
2: yeah. if it hits the fan,
0: getting fat
2: off the food you have is not Sounds the worst good. problem to yeah. have.
4: <laughs>
0: well, I'm excited for the stuff we're building. We're. Uh, <laughs> I thought yeah. you were
2: gonna say I'm excited for it to hit the fan. I was like, wow, <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> we uh,
0: the the good news is I think the patio that the the, the truck drove over the other day, mm-hmm. we're gonna okay. be able. To, yeah, we can just clean it off. Yeah. Exactly. So we were worried because they just laid the epoxy and then pressing dirt into it would push it into the glue and you have to sand it off, but it looks like. For now, we're not entirely sure. Some of it has come off, but not in the deepest area. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, they got to sand the patio. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to suck.
3: Yeah, if you want a full size goat, my family used to have French Alpine goats, which were really good, really solid, adorable babies, and a lot of milk. Milk. Yeah.
0: I mean, what about a cow? I like cow milk. Oh
3: well, yeah, cows are awesome.
1: How many gallons do they produce a day?
0: I'm not sure. That's a good I'd question. I, a I, I, I assume they're a lot more difficult to maintain. But than But then, what do the you do with the baby cow? The like, cow. you got to get the cow pregnant. So mm. do you like ask some dude to bring his bull over? Yeah, I think that's got to yeah. be like, you put what? up a sign saying yeah. like cow seeking bull, <laughs> call this number. <laughs> it's like a dating
3: app.
0: <laughs> I guess like, or do you bring your cow to the bull and the bull like, you know, yeah. gets down to it and then you bring the cow back and then you get milk. Tim, I'm sure they have ways to do it. I'm hearing from Google.com, the website, that a most
2: <laughs> a most dairy cows are milked two to three times per day. On average, a cow will produce six to seven gallons of milk oh. per day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. per day. Each
0: whoa, time. whoa! One cow will make six that's to seven gallons per day. Yeah, yep. That's what I'm reading. That's now incredible. this is from Google. Whoa, all right? It's
3: like goats, a little better. <laughs> oh, this
2: is so. Here's the the second result. So I'm getting even deeper into my so investigative research. Water. Um, it says milk production for cow has more than doubled in the last 40 years. In the U.S., the average dairy cow produces more than 7.5 gallons of milk per day. Oh, That's crazy. Snap. Wow.
3: Yeah. Goats are good compromise.
0: Yeah. All right. R. Valera says, if the U.S. immediately started on an accelerated program to build nuclear power plants with the aim of providing 25% of the country's power, what are your thoughts on the economic effects? Can we get free of Saudi oil? Yes, I certainly think so, and we should. I'm a big fan of nuclear power, especially the the, the newer generations.
1: What do you think about nuclear? I love it. I mean, look, I've seen Chernobyl. I mean, it's incredible what happened there, but that was all basically corruption. Nuclear power... Today, we, I don't think we built a new nuclear power plant in America since like the 70s, right? Or am, I, am I misremembering that? That's right, unfortunately. We've got such better technology now than in the 70s. And we haven't really had any major catastrophes here in America. Yeah. Um, like Three Mile Island, I no, think. No deaths. Yeah, no deaths. Nothing really, nothing chernobyl Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Sean L. says, former Army intel collector here. Most news outlets are very wrong, read the military might, of Russia, China versus the U.S., They overstate their capabilities and understate ours. Most people have no idea how strong we are. Nukes are the issue. I agree. I think the U.S. is strong. And I think there's probably a lot of weapons the U.S. has that we don't know about. I also think the U.S. is split between woke cultists and, you know, regular people. And that's going to cause very serious problems. I think that's going to cause very serious problems, you know, on the battlefield if you end up with, you know, maybe not. Maybe people who know better than I are going to be alive. We don't, you, know, you don't have time to think about that. So it's just, you know, fight and survive and get the mission done. But I think when people start seeing the world completely differently from each other, mm-hmm. it'll cause very serious problems. Carrie, my girl says, justice with Jussie is the new show. LOL. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's great. That's
0: justice awesome. with Jussie. Let's do it. Yeah, there's, there, there look, Seamus. There are so many cartoon opportunities for you on this one. I know, I know. Look, it's, it's about <laughs> narrowing down what I'm going to focus on. That's what's a, what's a good like? What's a good conspiracy film? Like a Who Done It? You have like a Jesse Smollett Who Done It, where he's trying to figure <laughs> out who framed him, who actually framed him. Yeah, who framed Jesse Smollett? No, it's a really good
2: question. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good question. <laughs> we we, we may never find the real <laughs> I
0: hoaxer. Don't I, I don't. Uh, Is I don't he in the know. Room with us right now? Yeah. yeah, it was Jim. <laughs> very angry citizen says couldn't take living in philadelphia anymore crime is up quality of life is down filth everywhere as of eleven forty uh, 41 a.m today i'm a west virginia resident just outside of morgantown sent lids my resume god bless you all congratulations yes. on escaping philadelphia yes. we were on the other side of the river and it was just brutal man mm-hmm. yeah these cities have fallen apart yep citizen. javi j says smollett out on appeal but Cain Velasquez was denied bail. What an upside-down timeline we are living in. Mm-hmm. Who is that? I don't know who that is.
3: He is the guy who went out and um, took revenge on the person who assaulted his child. Oh. the yes. yeah. former MMA fighter.
0: Yep. Yep. Joshua Bro says, Jussie is out on bail pending the appeal. Is it quite possible the appellate judge issued a harsher sentence when he is found guilty again? The system wants people to shut up and take it. I bet this is a bad idea for Jussie. Mm. I think Jesse is an egomaniac sociopath, and that the reason he was screaming, I'm not suicidal, was because he was planning on killing himself, Mm -hmm. so they had to restrain him to a bed with straps because he would want to harm himself to create a legacy of that it was a conspiracy the whole time. Nobody will believe it. He's he's an egomaniac and a sociopath, and he's also really dumb. Really dumb. Really dumb. (laughs) Mitzo Plick says, Taco Bell is to Mexican food what strawberry candy is to eating an actual strawberry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, there was like a lawsuit recently I read about where some guy sued Pop-Tarts or what? something.
3: How dare he? Because he
0: was like, it says strawberry, but there's no strawberries in it. What? And then I, the judge said something like, I don't think any reasonable person <laughs> would look at what's on the box and assume it's a strawberry. <laughs> so That's like, great. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, it might not be real strawberry, but sometimes it's just what you want.
2: I mean, no. to be fair, it does literally say the
1: word strawberry. True. Technically it correct. does. Wait, there are actually strawberry, like preserves in it? I don't... I think there probably Strawberry
3: is some. flavored I don't, know. I don't know. We can
0: look it up. I'm curious. Ian Crossland with a super chat <laughs> saying, Seamus, please make O'Donnell's in Freedom Tunes and make the yes. O'Donnell's worker an ethnic Irish guy. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. He, he said ethical Irish guy. Oh, no such thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, idiot.
2: <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> that you would beat me to it. was pretty good Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I mean, she beat <laughs> me to it. to um, it. I was actually deciding whether or not I would malign an, an entire group of people based on their ethnicity, uh, but before. I can make that decision, Lydia. Did I, it. You're welcome, uh, <laughs> Ian. Well, I, but Lydia's Irish, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's allowed. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah uh, that's I knew there's a reason I didn't yeah. uh, trust her. So <laughs> Ian <laughs> is asking about O'Donnell's, which harkens back to McDonald's. Which I, I mean, it's possible that this particular McDonald family was Scottish, but MC is Irish, as the as the super chat above testifies from yeah. Ryan MC Cafferty. He's Irish. Mick Cafferty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look
3: at
2: that. Mick is Irish. Well, alright then.
0: Trust. An Irish would you get sued if you made a, a burger place called O'Donnell's? Because I totally want to do it now. That's, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting uh, question. It just depends great. on what the logo looks like. It'll be a golden O. W? Yeah. <laughs> you <might get> <laughs> a big O. Yeah. I don't know. I almost want to do it just because it'd be funny. <laughs>
1: oh it would be really funny. Let's yeah. do it. Or
0: at least, like, get the logo done. Yeah. What can we do? Colonel Papa O'Donnell's? Yeah. <laughs> just mix all I like it. Yeah. I tell you, you know what my idea for a restaurant is? So, you know, you go to Panda Express, you like walk up and you're in line and they have you all... You go there a lot, don't you? No, I don't at all. So, uh but you know, you go in and She's you're in line, like at Chipotle, <laughs> you go in line and they have all the food. Yeah. My idea for a restaurant is they have, it's it's like Panda Express because they have like the different kinds of food, the orange chicken or spicy beef or whatever they have. But this place has orange chicken, chicken tikka masala and pot thai. Ooh. So you go there and they have those three things and then maybe other sides. Mm-hmm. Cause that, cause those I think were like the top three Grubhub ordered items or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do one restaurant that serves those three things and you and all your friends could go there and you walk up and you're like, I'll do the orange chicken. They put in the thing and you get rice and all of it served with rice anyway. Yep. So it's like, there you go, man. I think I'd rather go for chicken tikka masala to be honest. That's mm-hmm. what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. That's my idea for a restaurant. Although I really, really would love to have like a little fast food burger joint. Just like a, maybe like a little sit down place. We do the quick burgers and you know some fries. Yeah.
2: O'Donald's.
0: O'Donald's. Yeah. Pools. McPool. You'd McPools. McPools. You definitely get sued if you did that. If you put MC in front of your so name. So here's like the that question: probably.
2: What Mac if Fool. your last name was actually McDonald and you wanted to open a restaurant? Do no, I don't think you could. Yeah. Yeah.
0: To be honest, it's pretty messed there up. was a, there's a hot dog place in Chicago I used to go to called Donald's though.
2: Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We used to go there when we were in the city. Oh yeah, You're yeah. Familiar delicious. With delicious. Yeah, yes. it is a really yeah. good
0: place. To be honest. Um. All right. Ken says Russian ruble is up almost 54%. So much for the economic warfare. But you won't hear that in the mainstream media. Mm. Russia has a massive stockpile of gold. World abandoning USD as a reserve currency. Yep. Why would they do that? Buy what you got to buy now before yeah. it's too late. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's grab some more. Padre Mor- uh, Mortalis says, remember that by the Mexicans defeating the French, it helped prevent the French from helping the Confederacy, therefore helping the Union win the Civil War. Good holiday to celebrate in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's a great holiday. Roberto Lara says, I was going to check Occupy Democrats if they're praising Jussie. Guess they blocked me on Facebook and Twitter. Wow. Huh. So welcoming. Real facts. So honest. Yeah. Yep.
3: It blocks a lot of people, I guess.
0: Unspecial Noob says, Tim, Timmy, Timothy, please, oh, please, name the next rooster of Chicken City, Dwayne the Cock Johnson.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good
1: one. Huh? That's pretty good. Terry, that's a good one. I, I saw one earlier. I was watching the the chicken uh, feed over there. Oh yeah, and someone said uh Cluck Norris. Oh, I like yeah, that too. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Well, the the inside? the original
0: idea we had was that all of our original chickens have regular names, and their last names are bird puns. Uh, so we've got Sarah Avenberg. Uh-huh. We have uh, Roberto Beaks. And he's the father of all of the babies, so basically every new baby is a Beeks, part of the Beaks oh family. Uh, so Roberto Jr. Beaks. Then we have Vanessa Peckingham. <laughs> Margaret Hatcher. That was brilliant. I that, I was, like that, that was one. Andy, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm sure Margaret it was. Margaret genius. That's very cool. good. <laughs> that was very good. Margaret Hatcher, that was brilliant. <laughs> and, uh, Carol Cluck. Um, my, one of my favorites is though, is Katerina Kuritsa. Yeah,
3: I like that. Russian bird?
0: Russian for chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, gosh. Gotcha. Yeah, me, the name is Catherine Chicken. That's like, cute. We yeah. just literally called her chicken. So I think it's great. Names. Yeah, no, it's very good. Yeah. Pollo. look, be. it works. Yeah, that's right. And now we have, I think, downstairs right now, twenty four babies. There's oh, a lot. So many. There's yeah, a lot. because we also had some delivered. Yeah. And then we've got They're so cute. Thirty four incubating. Mm-hmm. So out of the twenty two incubated, we did the, the first incubation. Uh, only twelve actually made it. Some of them appear to not be fertilized, and one of them stopped developing halfway through. And yeah.
1: It's uh my my wife and I we, uh, to keep our kids busy during covid and also we were kind of worried the world's going to fall apart. We got a bunch of chickens. Mm. And it's devastating like when we did I think we hatched 6 and only 3 came. Oh man. And, oh, really? Uh it was just devastating yep. cuz you just wait and wait and wait. It's a fun fun little hobby though.
0: You know what the sad thing is though, you 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 really should not expect to have chickens and treat them like pets that you care about to be honest. No. Because we've got uh you know we we care about our chickens. We love our chickens, but the uh, You can't really have a bunch of girl and boy chickens. You, you can't do it. So we have Roberto and Roberto Jr., and they have to be retired off to the boys' dormitory, which means they're going to go off to other property, and they're going to live with all the boys because you, you really just can't have all these babies that are being born. The boys, once they get to a certain age, off to the boys', boys dorm. Yeah.
4: Because
0: all the roosters can live together. I am really, really excited for when we unleash, like, 50 fully grown roosters onto the property to just, like, graze. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm wondering what, you know, predators would think. Because roosters are—they're <laughs> mean. Yeah, and you know a fox could take one rooster for sure, but not fifty. Not fifty. An no, army no, no. of that fox is, gonna, is dead. Yep. Just imagine the fox is like crawling through the tall grass, seeing a rooster. <laughs> he thinks
1: it's all hens. He doesn't know. He's going to. Well, go he get just it. sees the one
0: rooster, and he's like, "I'm going to eat this, this, this." You know, fowl. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, he jumps for it, and you just hear like all this <laughs> insane, the <laughs> <laughs> and they all just run in, and they're jump kicking it and scratching it and pecking it. And then the roosters eat the fox.
1: We need a chicken uh cartoon series, like a chicken cartoon series. We on. have one, I think.
3: Chicken? Yeah, the Kent this, one.
2: Well, actually, they um they went to this guy named Kent.
3: Oh, I know. Oh, it's <laughs> an anime. No, Kent's that's Kent's gritty. pretty cool. He's so funny. Kent's
2: pretty cool. We
0: love Kent. Yeah, so we, we do like uh we, we have cartoons in our vlog periodically, and mm-hmm. some of them are just like, you know, the chickens doing chicken stuff. Yep. JC says, read No Winter Lasts Forever, a vigilante thriller about mass shootings by Jonathan Epps.
3: Oh, interesting. Interesting.
0: CD says, hello from Scotland, can confirm MacDonald is Scottish and McDonald is Irish. Seamus, what are your thoughts on the statements of Pope Francis today and the consecration of Russia and Ukraine on March 25th? That's a good question. So I heard about the consecration of Russia and Ukraine on March 25th. What does that mean? That's
2: very beautiful. So he's he's going to consecrate Russia and consecrate Ukraine. Um, I can't really give any more details than that. He, like I I, I didn't habit? really hear I didn't hear his statement from today. You may have. You're also Catholic, I, I, you so I didn't I didn't hear the
1: statement. But it there's something big about consecrating Russia to yes. Ukraine. It's all your related. Or, I'm sorry, consecrating Russia to God. And, um, it's all related, like the Fatima appearances, mm. oh, and um, yeah, basically, uh, Mary told those three little kids that saw her. That if uh, that the po or the church needed to uh, consecrate Russia to God, and if he didn't, that Russia would spread her arrows or errors yeah. all, all throughout the world, and. Mm-hmm. It never happened. For
2: yeah, it's interesting. You know, so this is interesting because this is a little beyond my pay grade. But there's discussion over whether uh, Russia was consecrated under John Paul II because mm-hmm. there was a consecration of the world that we were sort of told was a consecration of Russia. But it's argued that to consecrate something is to set it aside. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it, so that that's part what, of what, why does, it, what I said. does it mean? Is it a special thing for Russia? It's good for Russia or what? It's like to, isn't it to let me double check? But I believe it's to consecrate Russia to Mary's Immaculate uh, Heart.
1: Yeah, it's basically saying like. I don't even know what consequence. It's kind of it, like a, a, a better blessing. Mm-hmm. It's like a blessing and a dedication. Like, mm. you are well, now going to be blessed. serving Yeah. Oh. God. Well, all right, then. All right, Alex says, Tim, I've had
0: enough. Banning Elote is the last straw. Cancel Chicago. Right. Yeah, I, we were pissed. Yeah. We would go to the, we would go to Venom Park. That's where we would skate. the tennis court, we'd skate in there. And then this, like, working class dude, you know, probably an immigrant or something. He's coming up with a hard uh, honest day's work and he says young y- y- young friends i have come to bring you delicious corn with mayonnaise on it and we were we would run up and we'd be like throwing money at them because it's good it's really good it's and and it was a service provided to us that we were that we appreciated and then one day they stopped showing up they also had these little like um orange wheel looking things i don't know what they're made of and they had uh yeah so they had like different kinds of snacks i think they might have had pork rinds too like yeah it's like things? orange crunchy things that look like wheels that sounds yeah. good. And like we would get corn. I'm hungry. Some people would <laughs> just go for the corn in the cob, yep. and then they you know put all the stuff on it and you just eat it. That's I like my it, preferred. Yeah, put it in the cup. And it's just it's crazy to me that they, t- they took that away from us. It's you, know, you know you know you started happening then. Ice cream trucks started coming. Oh. So we went from eating corn,
1: good for you, to
0: ice cream, better for you, man. Yeah. Man, that ice cream guy was crazy though. True story. The ice cream guy who would come to the park didn't know what money was. What? Totally serious. Yeah, a uh-huh. weird thing happened where someone, it was like a dollar for an ice cream cone. Someone went up to him. It was like, I only got 80 cents. Is that enough? And the guy was like, he didn't speak English. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the kid put the money in his hand. He was like, oh, thank you. And oh. then he went and told everybody like, I just gave him 80 cents. He said, it was okay. And so people were like, okay. <laughs> Sweet. So then people went up like, how about 50 cents? And he was like, yeah. And he would take it, <laughs> give him the oh, cone. And we were like, and then one day people realized like, I'm going to offer him something else. And someone gave him like a bike peg. They walked up and they had it in their hand and they found it in the trash and they were like, here. And they put it in his hand and he gave him an ice cream cone. And then somebody, people were like, what? So then people would give him hands of, like handfuls of wood chips. What? They would give him like shattered bits of plastic and he would accept it. True story. Serious. It was weird. And then one day he showed up and someone tried giving him wood chips from the playground and he was like, no. And then inside the machine was a dollar taped to like the side (laughs) and he would look at it and point at it. got smart. Yeah, it was really weird. It was really, really weird. Yeah, that Southside. Is weird. That is apart. very odd. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. I don't know. Strange stories, man. Strange stories. All right, let's see. Laura T says, Please cover the DA dropping the charges against the lefty security guard, Matthew Dalloff, who shot Lee Keltner. What's that about? I don't, I don't, know, know, sure. don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, no idea. We'll have to look into it, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, quote, the two most important days in life are the day you were born and the day you discover the reason why. Correct. Mark Twain. Any mm. thoughts on that at all? Um what is it, what is it, what is it meant to mean? The reason why you were born? Like your purpose in life? Yeah. Mm, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Mm. I was born to complain on the internet, I suppose.
3: Heck yeah.
0: <laughs> Discovered that. Here we are. 36 years old. It only took me, uh, you know, 20 some odd years. 28 years? Figured out. Yep. Glycerin Go says, coming from your Keen and Emmons podcast about cuties, I'm reminded of the beginning of Brave New World. Do you think we're heading in that direction where taboos are being broken for the sake of it? Mm. Uh, I feel like there's more taboos than ever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about breaking it for the sake of it. I think people want – they want to play life on God mode,
4: mm-hmm.
0: like video games. Yeah. They're tired. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever play you, – you guys have played video games, I imagine, of course. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not, not extensively. So, you know, let's say you're playing uh, Fallout 3, one of my favorite games ever. Well, on your PlayStation, you can play the game as defined by the parameters of the game. So you find weapons, you go on missions, you win the game. On a computer, however, you have access to what's called console commands, where you can basically spawn objects, cheat. You can do whatever you want. And after a while of playing the game, you're like, I would like to do things I can't normally do and have the game be easy. So you make yourself invincible, or you make yourself bigger, or you give yourself infinite weapons, but the game becomes boring fast, mm-hmm. because there is yes. no game when you have access to anything and everything you want. That's right. right. true. So I wonder if what might actually happen is that when people go into the metaverse, and they get to experience a virtual world where they can do anything, they say, it's boring. Yeah. Well,
2: there not there a line like that in the original Matrix? Where he says something like the original Matrix yep, was they blissful, struggle but the human brain
0: rejected it. They needed struggle and, and conflict mm-hmm. and, and strife. Because when it was perfect, people just rejected it. And that's probably it. It's boring. It gets yeah. boring. Yeah, I remember when I was uh,
2: a youngin, I discovered debug mode for Sonic the Hedgehog. That if you just press the controller mm-hmm. certain ways, you could create whatever objects you want. And the game got very boring very quickly. Yep. just yep. like there's, no, there's nothing to play for.
0: I think a lot of people really want us to open up an O'Donnell's. Yeah. An O'Donnell's. O'Donnell's. O'Donnell. <laughs> Someone said O'Donnell's, oh, and then you, know you get past the. You know what? Be the, the change separate. you want to see in the world. Right? Don't you guys open <laughs> yeah. it up. You do. I'm gonna open a burger shop called Seamus's. What? Why You can't Whoa. do that to me. And the funny thing is, like, I gotta be honest, Seamus, it'll it, it will be hard for people to like figure out pronounce it. 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 It's true because
2: like Seamus's. Right. don't I go there, I know. But it'll Believe be like S E A M U S E S. Dude, when I was a youngin, let me tell you another youngin <laughs> story. Oh, I had boy. a. I uh was competing in a high school film festival and uh, you know, my name's been butchered really bad, but uh I got the announcer referring to me as Seamstress Copland when I won an award. <laughs> Seamstress. <laughs> Seamstress Copland. That's I was amazing. like, well, you know what? That's just it's like I had a this a, is my burden. Geez. I had a friend
0: named Sean, uh huh. S E A N. Yeah. And we had a uh a substitute teacher who came in, was doing roll call and she was like, Scene and then everyone laughed. <laughs> it's like what uh, he raises his hand. Dude. I, I knew guess.
2: someone whose whose name was Sean or I suppose you could say should have been Sean. It was spelled S E A N but like he and his family pronounced it scene. What? Like, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's not right. Very, oh. not not common.
1: Huh. Mm. Not common. So that
2: must have that must have confused a lot of people too. <laughs> That's annoying. Can you
1: imagine you, got it. you think it's a joke, right? Like yeah. oh no, actually it's scene. Yeah. yeah. Jeez.
0: Dasher says World War Three will be called the Great Oil War if the Saudis switch from selling the oil from US dollars to the Chinese Yuan. It will create more chaos than World War II, but only to China. So it's just like they'll still be selling, you know, uh, oil for dollars, except to China. But once that happens, China's currency is instantly stronger, and then international investment can move in for China way Mm -hmm. more. So the amount of value China will gain from that one move, and the amount of uh, uh, the amount of value that uh, the U.S. dollar will lose from that one move, is is massive. Mm -hmm. So buy it while you can before it's too late. I suppose. But I think uh, in, inflation is on the way. All right. We'll get one more. Brand Dizzle says, name the restaurant Seamuses. C Seamuses? C Seamuses. C Muses. I like that. And it'll, be, said, you know, it'll yeah. be Seamus as a mermaid singing a siren song? Yeah.
2: yeah of ooh, course. Like That's what this. I usually do. Just, just, just be natural. Yeah. There you go. All right, everybody. If you haven't
0: already, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com and be a member so that you can watch the members-only show that is coming up around 11 or so p.m. is when we publish it. As a member, you're helping support all of our journalists, so it's greatly appreciated. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL basically everywhere, except TikTok. We were banned there. You can follow me at Timcast. Terry, you want to shout anything out?
1: Yeah, no, I, this was a great time. I really enjoyed the conversation. You guys keep me on my toes. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, and I, I have a bunch of family friends from back home who are, Text have been texting me this whole time so <laughs> yeah right man. on this is great
0: awesome. cool man
1: yeah it was awesome having you on I'm, I'm really looking forward to the discussion
2: on the after show i want to maybe get more into uh, yeah, we'll talk your foundation. foundation yeah i think yeah. that's awesome also i want to issue a, a correction here i said this I'm being a little pedantic with myself and i sort of touched on it but with the creation uh, of souls i was discussing about sex is procreative and creating souls of course as catholics we believe god creates souls so i don't want to mislead people about the, the teaching there um i want to make this point you guys should definitely check out freedom tunes we're going to be releasing a cartoon tomorrow uh, i'm going to describe it very dryly but it's just basically on how world war two nostalgia is constantly being thrown at us over the years mm. to encourage us to fight new wars and we continually fall for it for whatever reason i hope we don't this time thank you very much for watching and we'll see you on the after show
3: very cool. I saw a suggestion in the chat for Jussie Pullet for one of the chickens, which I think is a great name. Please keep sending me all your suggestions. You guys can send me your suggestions for chicken names over on Twitter at Sour Patchlets and on Minds.com as well.
0: I'd feel bad for that chicken. I can't do that.
3: Jussie Pullett.
0: Yeah. It's adorable, though. Yeah, it I like it. I like all it. right, everybody. <laughs> we will see you over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.